Welcome to the Mad Ones. I'm your Lord the World is a Depressing Place host, Cam Harless. And mm -hmm. with me, as always, is your hopefully she brought some good news with her, hostess, Miss Jessica Green. I How did. Doing, Jessica? I did. Um, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Okay. And the second thing is that I actually did spend some time looking up good news today because I knew that we were going to have a show about it. And I found out that there was an overwhelming tidal wave of good news. They just awesome. don't report on it. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you guys some resources you can follow today where you don't follow mainstream media sources. You actually follow good news resources that the only thing they post on those websites are positive news stories, which I think would be a better thing to hit in the morning than even the local news channel. Right. Your life would be improved <laughs> for sure. So uh, th it's the last of the month. And so what we like to do with the last of the month is have have our, our, our buddy on, have a, have a friend on, chat, talk about different things not necessarily deep topics because you know everyone needs to decompress every now and then so yeah. that's what we're going to do today uh but before we get started i wanted to let you know as you already do if you're watching this probably unless you're new which i <laughs> welcome um the show is 100 percent brought to you by the fans and patrons so hit like subscribe share the show with your friends we've got all sorts of topics we've covered in the past we have some cool stuff in the future one of them is going to be a guy who's currently trying to break up a cult and he, in order to do that, he called in a threat to a certain politician. And we'll, we'll, we're going to talk to him next month. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so share share them with someone who might gain something from them. Also, join our Patreon for the occasional early episode, Zoom Hangout, and my eternal gratitude. Uh, you can hit up patreon.com slash themadones and grab a shirt or a mug over at wearethemadones.com slash store to rep us. I will say I have tentatively set up a a zoom hangout where we can play games for saturday so if anyone wants to join that join the patreon but we know why you're really here it's not for me it's not for <laughs> not 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 for her you're used to us uh joining us right now is the eliminator of the illuminati the bane of the the bane of bohemian grove the batterer of bernays the piss and vinegar of the pop propaganda report a good friend a handsome boy an irreplace irreplaceable lover and the most dapper man in a black tank, though he's not wearing one, and my heart is broken. Also the funniest Aww. guy in Atlanta, Mr. Brad Binkley. This <laughs> is a modified tank top. It's all it's all I could find before the show. I, I searched, and I think it's in the wash. So I'll, I'll, I'll have to really make sure I have the black tank top ready before the next show, because I, too, am disappointed in myself for not being prepared. Your I intro uh, was very interesting, by the way. Some of the, some of the things in there. so much? Is, no, it's just uh, I, the... Uh, a handsome boy that, that was yes. nice uh, <laughs> amazing lover or whatever it was i you know i well, love it yeah <laughs> like well, reclamped about it <laughs> i appreciate brad though that i did have tickets to the gun show and you made good so that's right you know i did like right. 20 30 push-ups for the show just to make sure <laughs> pump it up a little bit you got pumped up i got some filters on the camera yep full of protein Got totally. his pump on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I weigh like 160 pounds. So um, <laughs> I have to pump up. Right. Man, it would be nice if I weighed closer to that. Just a little bit closer. I one time, so I'm a big guy. I'm not a super tall guy. I'm about 5'11, um, but I'm a very hefty man. Um, and so when I lost weight, so I was at like 230 ish when I was younger and I lost. I thought first I lost like 30 pounds within like a month and a half, two months, just dropped it all <laughs> gone. 
And then I got down to 180. What did you do to lose all the weight? I don't have any idea. No idea. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't repeat it. But um, I got down to like 189. And uh, I'm built as a big guy. Like people say they're big boned. And I'm not saying I'm big boned, but I do have a big head. So when I hit that weight, my head was like, and my body was like, boop. It didn't not match, you're saying, yeah. It did not. I looked like I was floating around. I looked like I could have been a cast member of the movie Up. <laughs> could have played one of the balloons. Yeah. Um, Very nice, yeah. So since it's like a end-of-the-month show, of course, we want to get to some good news. We just want to talk. I mean, we've had a lot of stuff happen over the last month, but the added bonus, and I'll let you guys decide if I do this or not. I'm sure Jessica is going to cackle. <laughs> um, I, I got two things. I've got Mountain Dew, Flaming Hot, that I may <laughs> test out. Flaming Hot? Yeah. Is that, that's a new yeah. flavor? Yeah. yeah. Is it like spicy? Was it like a chicken wing sauce challenge? We don't know yet. I, have, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. Have you seen that chip that people eat on TikTok? Like teenagers eat it, the one that comes in a box. It might be those. It might be like those. The ones I've seen it's, come in like a red box and you open it up and then you just like kill yourself with it. Right. So that's made by Packy, which I also have these. These are the ghost pepper chips. Um, but I think those may be Carolina Reaper chips that they sell the one chip challenge with. Um, mm-hmm. But those are surprisingly expensive. Like wow, so you have to pay a lot to torture yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but this this was like not much. But I figured ghost peppers. The last time I ate ghost ghost peppers, I went to um Buffalo Wild Wings and I got their ghost pepper sauce. And the the lady brought it up to me with a mask on her face, wearing gloves, gave me gloves to eat them. <laughs> oh, so you don't put it in your eyes. I guess, I suppose. Um and so I I got them and, I, and then I got some of like the sweet uh, barbecue or whatever it is because you know you gotta balance some stuff out um i can tell you with ghost pepper and this is a torturous thing i'm gonna do to myself um is it's it burns and hurts three times three it's ways. advertised to do that right but you're saying three separate times that three, oh, well, yeah. three in three ways so so we're gonna get a little disgusting cycle? here <laughs> well i won't not too disgusting. So one is the eating, obviously, very God, hot. Yeah. And then it hits your stomach, and it turned my stomach sour. And just like, I mean, it was, of course, it was, it was just not happy, sour stomach. And then the next day <laughs> happened. Yeah. And I won't go into too much detail, but I did have to crank up Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire while I was taking care of that issue. Right. Well, so it was as advertised. You're saying yes, it probably says exactly. all of those things in the back of the package. <laughs> Wait a minute. And <laughs> never so to, my other, that. to my understanding, you um, pick specific music to take a shit to. Is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> I, I think that was the the implication. Like, the, and well, have you ever used of, Imperial March from Star Wars? Well, I, I I Ring of Fire because I had a Ring of Fire. Right. But okay. I also think the Darth well, Vader theme. From Star Wars would be appropriate for the setting. Just spitballing. <laughs> Next time you do the challenge, some uh, other music ideas. Right. Just well, I wish I could play music on here because I would turn that on and eat these. <laughs> but... We would definitely get a copyright strike for doing. Oh no, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So the Pocky uh, Carolina Reaper Madness One Chip Challenge tortilla chip is twenty five dollars on Amazon. If you guys are interested, it's I am the. Not. Um, 
Carolina one Reaper, chip. one chip. No. $25. It's and just... really, to hurt yourself, it's a lot of money to pay to hurt yourself. And that's what you're doing. That's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. It's just, I never understood that. I, I don't like spicy stuff because I'm just like... People will be like, "Oh, you don't want to eat spicy stuff." I'm like, "It's not. It's not fun to eat spicy. It ruins the meal. If I'm trying to force myself to eat stuff, it's just going to make me feel like trash right. Right. and give me indigestion. I don't want to eat it." And we used to have these, <laughs> the uh, the music revolution is even more disturbing. Yes, it is. Uh, we we they had these challenges at my at my college where they just they turned they put the hot sauce uh, into a into a shot glass, and if you could take a whole shot. Or I think it was, like, oh. it was like a contest. There was a contest, and if you could take a whole shot, and you get a T-shirt, and, and you know, an a lot of people couldn't t-shirt. do it. But it's not worth the it's not worth the T-shirt. It's really no, not. It's not. <laughs> Everybody I know who did it was like, oh man, for the next week, I, I, I felt like hell. It was horrible. And this is when you're 18, and your digestive system is still limber and springy. It yeah, and you just want to fucking fuck it up with this <laughs> shot. I am not as young as I was when I ate those wings. Yeah, kids, listen to me. Enjoy the (laughs) the hot and spicy stuff while you can. Hey, don't let anybody shame you into it either if you don't want to do it. So it's perfectly okay. Yeah, it's it's fine. (laughs) Oh, dear. So Cam's going to do that just for fun because he doesn't have enough problems. (laughs) I I, I like to bring value and professionalism to our show. And... This is the easiest way to do it. You're like a product tester in that, right? For these chips. So, so, I'll, so you, sh- should I do this nearby, up front or should well, I wait? Well, the thing is, is that you should have that hot Mountain Dew, that spicy Mountain Dew as your drink. <laughs> yeah. You need to take a drink after drinking the chip. Don't right. drink the Dew first. While eating make, super hot wings. Make that, your cha- make that your chaser for your Pocky chip. Yeah, no water. It, no water's allowed or you're just a big pussy. That's how it's going to yeah. work. That's how this is really a challenge. <laughs> okay, so this smells like orange. All right. Does it have like a lime, a hint of lime? It just has an, uh, a blast of heat and citrus. Yeah. And it smells like orange. It's like when you put the, um, I don't know how often you eat mango or papaya, but you put lime juice and um, seasoning, like a spicy seasoning on the top of it. Did you drink very, it? He did. He yeah, took a sip. Oh. Very mild. Very, very like what like pepper or like like a, a bloody it, it mary just, or it what? kind of tastes just like orange like in hmm. like an orange soda mm-hmm. yeah but i mean it's not it's not spicy i mean you you can tell there's a little bit of the capsaicin in you, it, you I mean, seem disappointed that. that you're not in pain right now yeah. you should write write the company your product doesn't make me suffer like it promises that it would i Dear actually Mountain enjoyed Dew. it give me my money back <laughs> Dear Mountain Dew, right. i hate you Oh, here you're um, going with the chips now. Maybe you should hold hold your one hand over a hot flame while you're doing it too. You have a lighter. <laughs> while walking across hot coals, and then someone pokes you with a. Pencil. They do smell hot. <laughs> should I do this now or should I wait? I mean, you, you already did the Mountain Dew, and yeah. we got a big fat nothing out of that. Yeah, so. it was. It was, was yeah, you enjoyed that boring. too much. I think my favorite reaction lately was on um, the DPP on Friday. <laughs> what when we were when we were getting each other to look at the most disgusting websites ever <laughs> and looking yeah. at each other's reactions to them? Yeah, that was great. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. 
I fear I fear the lack of the female presence in this mix. No, you know what? There was a lack of female presence in that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, we, 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 I know. We do, I, yeah, you can tell by the story. I was like, yeah. oh, there were no chicks there. No, that's right. That's exactly mess. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that your second chip? Eat yeah. the whole bag. It's just weak. a small bag. That's weak sauce. It's a small bag. Come on, just put them in. Pour them in. Look, it says. That they're freaking hot. It's got that little radar on this on the All end the there. The red. Yeah, it doesn't go any further. Is this because yeah. of inflate? Is is it like an inflation problem that they yeah, can't they, afford the, to building. spice? The it's real building. spices can't get shipped over. It's like the chip right. shortage. It's building. Yeah. Oh, so it's not an okay. instant impact. No, impact. No, it's not like at a all. lingering effect. Yeah. Okay. If you start okay. turning red during the middle of the show. <laughs> And then you'll have a uh, 24 to 48 hour impact um, later. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's uncomfy. Yeah, is it? The <laughs> chips or, or the drink following the chips? No, the chips. The drink is like, it's just, it's, it's an orange soda. You're going to have to document your experience if it gets progressively worse after the show is over. Well, I mean, it's it's getting worse in my As health, the show's as going on right speak. now. Yeah. Yeah. Last so time he money. just ate something on the show for fun, which was those edibles. And by the end of the show, he was too stoned to um, work the buttons. Oh my so gosh. I had to, and nobody, <laughs> he had not taught me how to work the buttons. I just work uh, here. And, um, but he has taught me since how to work the buttons. So Cam, if you end up needing to go to the emergency room because you ate yeah. something stupid, uh, I can, well, I can push the button. We will carry on. Well, they yeah. fire, yeah. High, you know, put a hose on your insides. Just look cool uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, but it's not like you'd think it would be up front because, like, the wings were up front. So I don't mm -hmm. know if it had like to like dissolve with the the powder or whatever's yeah. on the chips. Or whatever. I think that maybe they're teaching a lesson for people who put it in, and they're like, "Oh, this is nothing," and then they eat another one, and they say, "You're going to learn not to do that the next time. Take it one hot chip at a time." But you can write a letter though to them, telling them, "I loved your product. It put me in all sorts of pain." It tastes good though. So is it a type of like sadism? Like which one is it? Sadism is you I, like I was, to yeah. pain and then it's masochism. masochism. It's like when Catholics, they whip themselves for having bad thoughts. <laughs> right. Those guys are fun. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. They have a name. Yeah, poor Cam. Cam knows the name. We just can't get it out. Who were the guys with the whips? With the, uh, what, like the aesthetics? No, it's aesthetic like in a Dan monk. Brown movie. Oh, I never yeah, watched. Yeah, they whip them, no. themselves. Maybe well, someone in the chat knows. Because I'm not going to Google who are the guys that whip themselves. I feel like Cam is barely holding it together right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get the answer that I want. All right. Yeah, <laughs> when you ask who the guys are who whip themselves. Yeah. Flagellants? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Flagellant. Yeah, that's it's correct. Like the non-Catholic version of that is you yeah. eat these super hot chips. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way Protestants do that. that is, yeah, that is your whip. The chip is your whip. During the Black Plague days, these dudes took it upon themselves to walk from town to town, whipping themselves bloody because there's nothing that helps a massive virus or whatever it was along more than walking from town to town, spraying your blood matter all over the place. Like, it just... It really seemed like it worked out well. Right. Yeah. That's how you save people. Opus Day. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was the the group in um, the Dan Brown book. Yeah. What was Opus that called? Day. It was a couple of them. 
couple of Dan oh, Brown books. It had Nicolas Cage in it. It was um, not Was Nicolas Cage the in da that Vinci movie? Code. Yeah, The Da Vinci Code. That's one of them. There's no, a show that no, came on Tom recently. Hanks. Wait, I'm sorry. It was Tom Hanks, but his hairline had receded yeah, to where Nicolas like... Cage's hairline was at the time. Yeah. And that's why I conflate them. Yeah, that is. I don't know that I've heard that conflation before. I would love to see. Um, I have not seen it yet. Side by side. Nicholas, C- yeah, side by side. And I want to see Nicholas Cage's new movie that's about Nicholas Cage. It's not a documentary. It's What's just it a movie. Called? I remember that it was the like the some burdened with talent or some weird name like that. But I think Nicholas Cage is awesome because he's just crazy in everything he does. My friend has a really big crush on him, and that's interesting because she, yeah, she's the only one I've ever heard of. That yeah, has like un- a big sex thing for Nicholas. Uh, for Nicholas Cage, yeah, yeah, get out. He's of crazy. He's, I mean, he's wild. If you look at some, look at some of the Nicholas Cage memes. Like he's 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 a <laughs> lunatic. He at first the, did not go ahead. I'm the, sorry. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh I want to check God. that out. I heard it was his best movie. In um the past, when there have been internet memes and things about him that have arisen, he d- hasn't taken it well. And he seems to get like a little offended. And that's been kind of the funny part. So maybe at some point his publicist came to him and said, hey, maybe you should lean into this a little bit. He totally should. Right. Face Off, The Rock, uh, what Con Air is like the best movie. It's so stupid and awesome. And he's got that long hair that he's just like, he talks like a redneck in it. He's awesome. He's like a terrible redneck in it. Both the best and worst Southern accent I've ever heard a guy do on film yeah. before. And I remember. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's bad. Yeah. Now, the, the the worst, the absolute worst Southern accent ever to be filmed was the chick who played in True Blood. Oh, I never watched uh, that. Suki? Suki. She Suk- played, Suki. The chick who played Rogue in the original X-Men played her. They were try- she was trying to do the Louisiana Southern accent and... It got, got all twisted and messed up in that show. It was bad. Look at Cam. Are you okay, dude? Look at his... <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> You're hurting right what, now, aren't you? I just... No, it's, 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 it's subsiding, but I'm just like, you know, if let's make sure that there's not dripping things from my face. Let's just yeah. keep See, that this is why I don't in, in, engage in these challenges right here. I know... So you're withstanding it for the, you know... I, I'm not sure what for. For, for the, the, sh- the show and... <laughs> For the other people you know, who might have been on the fence about maybe. I, so, see, what I don't know is, is your experience with this chip, is this going to make other people who are debating whether or not to take the challenge, is this going to make them want to do it because they see how you're feeling? Or is this going to make them say, no, I don't want to do it? I, I think it would make them say, you know what, I can do it and, and it won't affect me as much. Well, I mean, okay, so it did get worse, but it's not the hottest thing I've ever had by, oh, by yeah? a stretch. Do tell. I mean those of that those other wings I told you about oh, okay. much hotter. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it's a, it's fine. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm better. Now. I mean that wasn't. Yeah. It's too fine. Long. It's fine. My insides Whatever. are burning. It's fine. I'm okay. You're not legally responsible if you emulate any of Cam's behaviors on this program. Yes, thank That's you. True. That's very good. That's also, me and my husband we do movie marathons all the time. We pick an actor. We did like an entire Steven Seagal marathon recently. Oh so yeah. Oh, you mean the guy who Putin loves? You know Putin's no. best friend. Steven Seagal is everyone's best friend, and they would just do better to recognize that. Yeah. Um, if you ever want an awesome deep dive on a true Hollywood story, like a true Hollywood life story, Steven Seagal has the weirdest life story you've ever heard in your life. If you think his movies are weird. It is nothing compared to this guy's actual like living human life that he's doing right now. Secondly, for this Nicolas Cage marathon, I get five movies. What are the five movies 
I need to put on my Nicolas Cage marathon list. Go. I, I got to pull up a face off. If you haven't seen face off. I, I'm going to say the ones that he acts the craziest in. Oh, Wicker Man. Wicker Man. I have not seen Wicker Man. Do you know that Nicolas Cage was going to play Superman at one point? Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. He With, was. Um, what's the guy? What's the guy's name? Um, the one who did the, the gothic director. Oh, uh, the guy who does, did the Johnny Depp movies, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, Tim, Tim Burton was going to do a right. Superman movie. They even did with a fitting Nicholas for the costume. Cage? Yeah, yeah, they even did a Why fitting for the costume. With this movie, I want to go to the alternative reality where Nicolas Cage is Superman in a movie made by Tim Burton right now. Right, well, I'm going to try and show you the um, an image of uh, Nicolas Cage as Superman. I, I've got, I've got one. Do you have one pull? Out? Yeah, pull one up. They they did a screen test, like they were about to make the movie, and and I wish they would have made it. I just wish I'm they would have so made upset it. I didn't get this movie. His wife is like thirty, like thirty years. Maybe yeah, I think she might be younger than that. Ooh, <laughs> weird. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's him. That's the one. God, I have to print screen. I know that because like years ago, somebody was trying to get me to do a parody of that when my hair was long, and because I got big eyes like him, and uh, they were trying to get me to, to be in this Nicolas Cage parody. How, um, is print screen is how you screenshot the screen, right? Yeah, I mean, I could just send you the link though. Okay, send me the link. <laughs> if I have somebody, I immediately need to send this to. Oh my god, look at that thing! You gonna send that to your friend who's all into yes. Nick Cage? <laughs> yes, he has a huge lady boner for Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's awesome. Please, that. I'm not going to be honest. La lady boners sound terrifying. All right, they, leaving they Las are. Vegas is one to put on your list. You got some in the chats too. People are leaving. Oh, okay, leaving Las Vegas. That's with a uh, Robin. Like, yeah, he says, right? uh, "Yeah, yeah." Raising Arizona. I have not seen seconds. that one. Yeah, Mike. I've gotten. A, I see that MK Ultra says, "Yo, that's Brad for sure." I've I've gotten that in a lot in the past about Nicolas Cage, and yeah, uh, especially the Superman one. They want to do. Um, <laughs> it's Face Off. Yeah, Face Off's number one. You got that one. Uh, Vampire's oh, Kiss. Oh, what's it? Uh, Matchstick Men. Now he actually he does like good acting, but he plays an OCD person, and he's just like fucking insane it's like awesome playing himself essentially and so the character comes off it's so good it's great i love that movie um matchstick men is one of my husband's favorite movies really yeah it's a good movie it's got rockwell and sam rockwell i haven't seen oh, the wicker man i see a lot of wicker man in there yeah raising uh, vampire, arizona that's a good one vampire's kiss a vampire's kiss okay that sounds god yeah. awful yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, find that looks cool. Like the, even the screenshot from Vampire's Kiss, he looks like a fucking lunatic. It's so <laughs> odd. It's crazy. <laughs> he needs to lean oh. in. Oh, well, that one's one I just want to see. There's a newer one called Pig that I want to watch. Okay. With Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Boy, be working. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's made a lot of horror movies. Okay, and put that picture in that I just shared with you. It's just fucking weird. That's why. Look at that. That's yeah. a, that's a Vampire's Kiss screenshot right there. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that one. That Mandy's got to be good. He's got, like, a, I don't know what Mandy's Mandy, about. But... Mandy is a wild movie. <laughs> he was also in Color Out of Space. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was a um, Cronenberg that they yeah. made. And it was weird, like you would imagine a Cronenberg to be. Cronenberg. Um, but he, uh... Yeah, he's a he's an odd guy. 
He's highly entertaining, though. What, okay. What's that race car movie he was in? Not race car. Gone, in, gone in 60 that's seconds. That's right, Gone in 60 Seconds. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man. I wish he, there were, I think there was actually a um, documentary about the Superman, Nicolas Cage Superman. Yeah, movie. there was. There was. So Because someone knew that story needed to be told, even if it wasn't a Superman movie. It's just per. Can you imagine, <laughs> like, just contrasting him with the current, or any Superman, really, that we've ever had? It's just, he would be great. He would be so great, and he'd be the most insane Superman that we have ever had. <laughs> well, say what you will about Nicolas Cage. I don't think he's the best actor out there. He did win an Oscar, so, he, I mean, he, he has some talent did he win an oscar for raising arizona i think yeah i think it was like one of his first movies he's got a quality where he's just insane everything he does and he commits right absolutely that's exactly what he does like 100 hardcore he he goes there yeah there's no doubting his commitment unless he's playing there's a couple movies he's in that there's one movie where it's like a christmas movie he's in he named his son did he really yeah, his his son is named Kalel. <laughs> no way. That's great. God, I like him even more. Oh, here's Cut. here's a fun thing. So yesterday I I watched a clip from a show called um Love on the Spectrum. And it's a show <laughs> on Netflix about oh, right. people who were autistic finding love. And so I thought, obviously, there's a joke here, right? Um, and so I went, um, I went on Twitter and I tweeted a pic, the, the, the poster and I said, I'm so happy that Netflix finally co-produced a dating show with the members of the Libertarian Party. <laughs> it's an autism joke. Zinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I didn't realize is most people, a lot of people who saw this tweet didn't they looked at the picture but didn't pay attention to the love on the spectrum thing and they thought that this was a little kid holding uh, an adult hand so there are all of these replies that like i'm not making the connection for because i know what this is you know what i mean like it's hard not to and then this morning someone tweeted at me something about pedos and i was like what and i then i looked at it again and i was like oh they think it's a little kid so this is like a double joke. It's a double whammy, and I'm very happy with that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because like I got th- this one, King of the Libertarians with a drag queen story hour, and I was like, I don't know why that's being posted. I don't get that. But <laughs> I get that. That is just funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but there was the funniest thing where people that were like, you misspelled Democrats. And I didn't know, I didn't understand why they were mad. I didn't understand. I was like, it's just an autism joke. Give me a break. But they thought I was calling libertarians pedophiles, oh and they were trying to slough it off onto the Democrats. Amazing. That's oh, awesome. That, that is amazing. It's great. You're uh, getting some great recommendations here in the, in the chats, too. Some Nick Cage that we missed. Moonstruck. Um, this, and somebody, somebody relates to you, uh, Jessica, saying that he had a buddy crediting watching existence for getting him laid is that a, i guess that's a nick cage that it had a weird turn on for the girl huh interesting leaving all fast times at ridgemont high that's the one that so, I, I if yeah. you extrapolate that that means there's like a million women out there who really have the hots for nicholas cage that like the world just doesn't know about because well, they're intermixed oh. with the regular population yeah and i think <laughs> that what cam said is a part of that attraction is the commitment is because yeah when you go all the way on something, the there is th- there's an appreciation to that, to that wild level of commitment to something, and that might be part of that. 
I think there's something to that. We were talking a friend, actually, incidentally, the friend who's got it for Nicolas Cage about um, women being attracted to dangerous men. Like, mm -hmm. um, who was the big drug dealer from Colombia? What was that dude's name? Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Like, that guy had yeah. a wife, right? Like, and she was, was the, yeah, she wasn't bad looking. Yeah. It was the woman who was like, yeah, I'm totally going to bang Pablo Escobar. And we were discussing why you would be attracted to a dangerous man. And it's like, yeah, he could kill anybody at any minute, but he doesn't kill me. You know, <laughs> like, there's like a, um, you feel there's special. There's a prestige to it also. Right, yeah. right. Right. And she ended up so, becoming like uh, running his operation or something after he got in prison. Was she really good something for like her? That. Yeah, That's yeah, no. feminism. Okay? Very, yes, exactly. Equality, putting a, a woman in leadership. That's right. That's right. I support Mrs. Escobar in her <laughs> efforts to deal with. Stand with Miss um, Escobar. Yeah. Her efforts to uh, run campaigns yes. through the CIA. And, Brad, am I allowed to stand with Miss Escobar as well as Ukraine at the same time, or do I have to choose? I think that you can always stand with, with Ukraine. I, I think that that's just a requirement for, at this point, living, really, is standing yeah. with Ukraine. So you can rope in Miss Escobar as long as you frame it in the correct way. That's what everything is about. <laughs> it's the proper framing. Yes. I, well, I, do we know Mrs. Escobar's position on Ukraine? She could love it. Like, if she loves the Ukraine, then we're golden. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're right. She, they'll probably they probably let her husband out of prison if he stood with Ukraine. If he dude in is solidarity, dead. yeah, he's the deadest oh. dead dude that ever died. Is he dead? Is he really <laughs> dead? He, he, dead? Is yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, he's real dead. There's so many pictures of it. Yeah, it makes me think of that show Weeds. You guys, you guys ever watch that? Yes, Weeds. I, is I awesome. watched it the first. I watched five seasons. I yeah, watched it gets weird though. <laughs> until the the toe thing, and then I was done. Yeah, it, <laughs> they start to get a uh, go a little jump the shark a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, no, I started um, watching Shameless. I watched one episode of Shameless the other day. That and it made really me good. so sad. Oh no! That... <laughs> Do you not come from the trailer park, Cam? I don't come from the trailer park, but mm. I I do understand, like fractured relationships and wanting to please parents and crap like that, even though you're not, you know what I mean? Like I get, it, I got it too right. well, I think. Ah, maybe maybe okay. set on that level. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. actually a really good show. And what's her name? The main chick in that show was on Broadway in Emmy as, Rossum as the main in Phantom of the Opera for years. So, you know, it's weird that she was then this weird, you know, trailer park, queen in shameless it's kind of like you go from the the main chicken phantom of the opera right down to the trailer park like what happened who didn't you sleep with yeah isn't that <laughs> isn't that girl in um it's that next netflix show where like the only only quality it has is it will it will make you more depressed that's got um god i don't know my, my mind just went blank on everybody who's in that show jason bateman where ozark it, i knew you ozark. were talking about ozark when yes you said it will only make you more depressed. Yes, I was nothing. Like, every dark. yes, everything about that show is like, why am I watching this? This show just yeah. makes you feel dreary and and, and like mm -hmm. everything sucks. It's like the worst. It's like a, it's like the worst show that you can't stop watching. They should advertise it as that. And I think isn't that girl the blonde, the the fiery one who talks like this all the time? Isn't yeah. she British? I think she's she definitely doesn't talk like that. Um, I know she does a bunch of impersonations. I think she might be British. 
she's also i don't know if she's british or not but she's also in that show inventing, inventing anna, anna. Yep. yeah yeah so, which is a weird juxtaposition to see this actress playing such different roles and she really seems to take on the other role believably i don't see that little trailer park girl i see right. this other character so she's so yeah she's a good actress like i saw i saw her do an interview and her voice was i was like is that her so she's like not even close to the the redneck that that she plays yeah. so, which means she's a good actress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unlike um what's her name sookie sookie stardust in uh true blood right she is really yeah that was the so i used to watch true blood anna Paquin. yeah thank that's, you that's the con artist anna Paquin. No, that's that the girl's right. name or is that the Rogue. actress's name Oh, no, that's, that's the actress who played Sookie in True Blood. <laughs> yeah. Also Rogue in X-Men. Yeah. So I used to watch True Blood uh, when it was out with my girlfriend at the time. And there was this one Thanksgiving that we all went over to a friend of mine's house. It was a, it was a gay guy. And it was at the end of the night, it ended up he invited. Apparently they had this weekly ritual where they would invite other friends over and they would all, they would watch True Blood together. Them yeah. and, uh, so it was me and like 12 gay guys and my girlfriend and so i watched true blood with a group of gay guys as well yeah i think i think gay men were the primary audience i, I, I think yeah they loved it so i'm, I'm watching it and these guys are taking their shirts off and and this room full of dudes is just going ah, i mean they're just going crazy it was, it was, it was like hilarious but the girls gone wild videos but for gay guys right yeah, yeah basically, basically yeah. <laughs> so uh elephant man asked what's a show that you couldn't go to bed binging and he oh. said his was breaking bad which i understand because the first time i watched breaking bad i would intersperse it with episodes of parks and recreation mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that i could get out of the little dark moments because walter white was the bad guy the whole time and people yeah. don't seem to know that oh yeah walter's a piece of shit sorry <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he didn't go bad. He was waiting for his moment to go bad. Right. He just needed right. a reason. Yeah. God was trying to give him that cancer before he turned into a truly awful man. Right. And could still go to heaven. And Jesse but... was kind of, was okay and, and, and Walter just fucked up his yeah. life. Yeah. 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 I, I the things that bother I can watch that stuff before I go to bed. The things that bother me that to watch something else. Is like if I watch like a um, something spooky, something mm-hmm. that makes me ghost related or, or afterlife oh. related. Yeah, I yeah, cannot have to do watch something else before I go to bed because yeah. if I have to go to the bathroom, I have to lay there in terror until you know nature forces me. I can't like walk through the dark room. Yeah, I really don't think there's something that I can't watch before bed, but I will tell you. One of the most vivid nightmares I've ever had was after I watched, um, what's the name of that movie? Um, with the one with Kurt Russell, it's a Western horror. Um, oh, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Ooh. Tomahawk. Ooh. Oh, that went into my brain. Never it's an again. incredible movie. What is that? It's really good, but you it's only need in- one. Yeah, it's an incredible movie. I've seen it twice. It's um, Kurt Russell. It's pretty recent. It's called Bone Tomahawk. It's a western and a horror, and it is done incredibly well. Yeah, but you only need one pass. After Kurt that Russell, one pass, yeah. yeah. 
He he's played in westerns. His, I mean, he's so good in westerns. He's played mm-hmm. in them his great. entire life. If you watch like, these old Gunsmoke episodes from like the sixties, or maybe even now he's probably not that old, but he's like a kid in these Gunsmoke episodes, like a, a child. And then yeah. I remember watching my parents going, "Is that Kurt Russell? Is it like a, a child?" And they're like, "Yeah." yeah. Man. <laughs> he was also no, that... in Stargate, the original Stargate. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so Bone Tomahawk is a movie. It's a Western movie about a man whose wife is stolen by um, savages. And I'm I'm not saying that in the way of being like any band of Indians, like true savages. And so he and um, Kurt Russell, who's the sheriff. Um, and a couple of other guys, uh, the guy from Lost, Jack from Lost, is one of the characters in it. They mm-hmm. go to get his wife back, and they have to eventually deal with this these savage people, and they are the most savage people. Except it sounds like that episode of, of Seinfeld. Not Seinfeld. What am I thinking? <laughs> uh, uh, that episode what? of Seinfeld that was terrifying. No, of do, you X-Files. That time, do you remember that time when Kramer tore that person in half? Right. Yeah. Great, the, uh, great episode. Yeah. Uh, there's an episode of X Files that was banned from cable, and it was about this inbred family, and, and they were they were just savage. Just the way yeah. they were portrayed was disgusting in it, and, and I can see where people would have. A, I know people who won't watch that. Yeah, call them troglodytes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you guys seen that movie Splice? No. Space. The Splice. 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 Yeah, no. Splice. It's this movie. It, it's about this couple that they try to like get dna they try to mix it with animal genes and then they just become like these freak uh uh, hybrids who who just just tear people apart and so they have sex with humans and then they kill them and it's the most like it's the weirdest most one of the most disturbing movies that i've seen it's really old it's a really bad movie but it's also very disturbing huh i um do a horror movie challenge every year and i generally try to find things to the list that i've never seen before which is hard because as I said, I do a movie, horror movie challenge every year. So I've seen a lot of horror movies. I'm not sure if I could. This year has been like so fucking depressing, though. I'm not sure I can actually sit through and watch 100 horror movies. Yeah. Uh, well, has anyone ever beaten the challenge, Jessica? Yeah. Yeah. You and Nick decided you were going to do it last year. So I'm kind of feeling like since someone <laughs> completed the challenge, maybe we don't have to do it this year. But I think I will maybe. watch twice. Yeah, maybe going to my record of 113 <laughs> horror movies in 100 days should just stay forever. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to beat you. And is it that what you watched? Is that 113 <laughs> in 100 days? Yep. What were your kids doing during that period of time? Oh, That's I watched most of them while, wor- while working. I see. I, I see. Yeah. So I was, you know, working. So, yeah, my thing movies. with horror movies is like, they don't... <laughs> They're not. They're so predictable in, the, in what they do now that they they try to come up with new ways to to scare us. They I feel like they have a hard time doing that at this point. So, Bone tomahawk. Normally on the challenge, <laughs> I put, I would put a lot of movies from like the '60s and the '70s that were kind of like kitschy and fun and silly. There was like King of the Tarantulas with um, uh, William Shatner. Shatner. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, just like goofy shit like that. That was kind of fun to watch, and it was only an hour long anyway. Um, Cam was like, Hey, I'm going to do the list this year. And I'm like, sweet. I don't have to do it. Well, he puts all of these like really mind twisting, like actually decent <laughs> horror movies all over this list. 
All right. I got to like day 20 and I was like, I need therapy. And so, yeah, I, I, I should check out that list because like the stuff yeah. that's like messes with your mind that, that if it's something that I can conceive possible and it's also weird and twisted, that that's probably more likely to affect me. Okay, so if the movies that we watched that there was one that made someone stop and that was Possessor by David Cronenberg's son. Mm-hmm. Was that Ryan? Um, yeah. yeah. And then um, the other one that I would recommend that's really eerie. I like the ones that are like that unsettle you. I like, yeah. to, the, I like to go for the unsettling ones. Um, what was the one about the cave? The cave? Yeah, um, about the girls who go down into the cave. That scared the pants off of me. Was it called Descent? This did the, the, the oh, I've seen Descent. Yeah, yeah I've seen Descent. Um, scared the shit out of me. Um, uh, one my favorite ones. Well, not uh, let me go. Keep going. Another one that's disturbing and kind of unnerving is Possum, which is really something. And then um, anything. What's his name? Ari Aster, like Midsummer and. Um, What's the other one he did? Hereditary. Those are unnerving movies. But my favorite ones that came the out of that were really good. were The Ritual and Bone Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll have to check those out. Uh, there's, so there's a game on for new a new game on PlayStation Five and Xbox, and um, it's been censored on, on PlayStation. They're, they're not censoring it on Xbox. This new game that came out. It's called Martha's Dead. And it, the, what you do, I was reading about why they censored it. And you know, in some of those games, like if you're playing Grand Theft Auto or something, or Red Dead Redemption, that you, they put you, you have to do, you have to, you have to like open the safe or you have to crack something or you have, you have to do the, you have to milk the cow or some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Well, in this, in this game, one of the activities, one of the examples they gave as to why it's censored is, you have to cut the skin off of someone else's face and it looks real. So it goes into this Ooh. mode where you have to like hold the scalpel and you have to like trim it off and peel it back. Mm. And it's like a reading about it, it's like a really twisted game. I want to play it. <laughs> but <laughs> can I just can I just say I just finished Red Dead Redemption 2 the other day. You got the gold. Is, that is the best game I've ever played. It's the best game. I love that game. Of course, like, now with the shooter at, shootings at the school, people are like shouldn't play video games like that. But I love Red Dead Redemption. They've always said that yeah. every time somebody you know, you know, falls and scrapes their knee, they blame video games for everything. So right, yeah. Like, <laughs> Stella just joined right there. Did you see join at the cutting someone's face off and peeling I think it back? Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Welcome to the. Uh, so no, but like that was the first time I've ever played through a game, and at the end, I was so attached to the character. You know, you can keep playing. I know I've been. I'm, I, you know, I'm being John, but I'll. But yeah, you go be John. So you go be John, and so you go to get in all these gunfights to having to be a farmhand, and, and you, all you can do is milk cows and clean up horse shit. I'm like, what? When can we get back to the gunfighting? Hey, yeah. So Quest was asking we were going to get to the good news. That's right. It's a good question. I want to talk about Red Dead Redemption for just one more minute, though. Okay. Because, like, for real, play that game. It has an honor system. So if you're a good guy, you have a different uh, kind of different things happen in the game, like different reactions and stuff. If you're a bad guy, it's different then. But I, when your when your horse dies, I've never felt 
for a fake animal before like i had the time my horse died and it, and every now and then with my when my when my sons are around i'll be like you're okay boy you're okay boy <laughs> you're okay boy hey that's that's what he says it'd be riding a horse you'll just shoot three people and you'll go you're okay boy and then you can walk up and you can just antagonize so you walk up to groups of people in this game you can click antagonize or greet and if you click like greet it'll be like it sure is nice fine day outside isn't it today huh and they'll be like oh yeah yeah or you, and then you can just turn around and go antagonize and, and he'll go Look at you just lazing around. They just start insulting them. <laughs> what I love is you go, you go, what you do is you go greet, greet, uh, antagonize. Antagonize, because, right. Yes. Because you're, like, you're, you're like, hey, hey, partner. He's like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, can I get the time? And he's like, no, I don't have it. He goes, I've never seen a more worthless pile of shit than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He just says <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. God damn, I just left my watch at home. Yeah, it's the best. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> Um, but uh, wait, here's some some fun news. Uh, you are now the sole face of the daily drive time news blast. I am, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you have you are joining me from uh, I'm from time to time, and um, and which I do appreciate very much, and it's great. Uh, yeah, I see. That's right. <laughs> have me insert stupid stuff for you to correct. No, you don't. You bring, you bring a lot of, uh, you surprised me with some very insightful uh, moments there. It's great. Like today you had a lot of great stuff. So this <laughs> is how you. we ended up with the lack of the female presence. I'm, I'm starting to put things together. I see. I see. Wait, what's happening? So the, you guys were looking at the most disgusting websites possible. And I attuned that it was from a lack of a female presence. And you were exactly right. Monica was not there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. right. I got you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I did he, recognize he, that, though. I did recognize <laughs> that. They, we even said it, and I was like, "We're not going back. We're going. We're not going back on the rails. There's no going." It was back one on of the, the rare occasions where I was the, the tamer of the uh, of the. <laughs> but it was still. It was pretty interesting to see everybody's reaction. Um, so, uh, quest asked what happened to Monica and she to uh, both Brad and I know you can tell him if you'd like, but, uh, she just had some family stuff that she needs to take care of and can't devote as much time to the show as she once did. And so, uh, due to some, you know, taking care of family changes of stuff. And so she passed along to, to your boy, Brad, to, to yeah, tell her you daughter's going off to college day. and yeah, she's doing yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff there. Yeah. It's a time consuming. It's time. I mean, it's uh, we had to be on a pretty um, pretty. We were flexible uh, to a certain extent, but uh, we do have to be on a pretty um committed uh schedule for the most part. And uh, she wanted to, or she needed, she wanted to go spend some time with her, with the kids and family stuff. Which absolutely, like I know her daughter's is going away to college, and she's gonna be helping her out. And so yeah, but we're still doing stuff together. We're still gonna be doing stuff on Rockfin, and yeah, I think yeah. we have. Monica coming up on a future episode as well. So that should yep. be a lot of fun. So we'll still, you'll still, guys, you'll still see Monica. Don't worry. You'll and she's also Monica doing back. her um, deep dives. I don't know if they're, yeah. they're every day. Are they every Monday to Friday or? I'm not sure. I think she's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. She's doing, she's doing several. So she'll do single deep dives that she puts on oh. the free feed as well. Right. So there's, there, there's still Monica out there. Right. Awesome. Cool, cool. As you know, we 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 love we love these two. So got to keep them going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just try shutting Monica up. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we do have good news. I hope I'm not the only one who brought good news because otherwise we don't have very much good news. <laughs> well, you start and I'll, I'll find some. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, wonderful. I, I was looking at bad news all day. <laughs> Did you not do the assignment, Cam? I was doing the other assignment. Okay. So I will give you two guys two pieces of good news that I found today. Um, also, I wanted to let you guys know there's a website called Good News Network, and it actually only posts like good stories. Mm -hmm. And I know it's kind of like, yeah, this is a, like a slanted view of reality because you're only ever looking at the bad stories. But the alternative to, alternative to that is you look at the news, and the news claims to be a mixture of good and bad stories when really all it is is stories specifically designed to make you upset, paranoid, and unwilling to turn the channel. So what is the harm in actually like actively intersplicing some good stories in with your negative news stories? I don't see anything but benefits to that. So check out Good News Network. There's also, I think, um, Optimist News. There's a ton of websites out there where you can actually hear about what's things that are going on in the world that are actually positive and don't get any, you know, press. You're only going to hear about, you know, like the things we heard in the news today. I'm not going to mention them. I don't want to talk about them, at least not for this little moment in history. We're mm -hmm. going to go back to our real lives after this and we'll have nothing to talk about but those things. So let's talk about something else. So here are the two pieces of awesome news that I found today. Well, okay, so this one's a mix. It's a mixed bag. Um, someone told me some years ago that bee populations were basically like dying off. It was a horrible apocalypse level event that these bees were going to be like extinct and then no one was going to be able to like grow plants because all the pollinators would be dead. I started looking into that story and somebody else told me, don't worry about it. The bees, are, the bee populations are actually bouncing back. I thought that's awesome. And when we decided we were going to do a good news episode, I thought I'll do, I'll bring out that piece of information that the bees are doing better because people care about the bees and they want to hear that they're doing better. Well, I looked into it today and here's what's going on with the bees, you guys. In 2019, 40% of the uh, farmed uh, bee populations, that means beekeepers keep them, 40% of those bees died. It's a huge number of bees that died to this thing called colony collapse disorder. They didn't really know what was causing it. It was just 40%, 60% of the bees that we had the year before still existed. It's unbelievable. The, you said colony collapse dis disorder, disorder, right? As someone yeah. typed that in the chats, like at the same time, you guys are, your brains are synced. Sympatico. Um, so what I heard later was, well, don't worry about it. The bees are bouncing back. That's kind of true and kind of not true. What actually happened was that this past winter, 2021, only 28% of the bee populations died off. So not as bad as 40, but still, I mean, like, it's not good that 28% of the bees died. That's still a lot of F bees, uh, but it's less than it was before. So they attribute that to people using less toxic uh, pesticides. Um, less pesticides on their yards in general and allowing the early uh, wildflower population in their lawns to blossom during the early part of the winter, or the, I'm sorry, the late part of the winter, early part of spring. So like the dandelions, the clover, all that little stuff that you're eager to kind of mow off as soon as possible. Maybe for like the duration of April or somewhat into May, 
leave that stuff in your lawn so that the early emerging bee populations have something to eat. And that's actually something active you can do to help the bee population. Um, and for more bee second, content. <laughs> and for more, more, more bee information. Hey, I spent a lot of time reading online about bees today. I'm going to tell you all about the fucking bees. Second thing <laughs> is that well, can they Can you tell are, me this? What, the yeah. bees, do they... Which ones sting? Is that yellow jackets and then die or bees? So yellow jackets bees. are this other, yeah, like bees can sting you, but they'll die if they sting you. So okay. they're not trying to. They're not aggressive. I spend a lot of time photographing bees and I put my lens like right up to them. I get right in their faces. I have never been stung once. Yeah. As long as you're not threatening to the bees, they, they have never bothered me. Yeah. Um, and they'll be on my hand and they'll crawl around and stuff like unless the bee is like scared for its life, it's not going to sting you. So Yellow you're, you're starting to get them to get on your bot. So are you going to have be covered in bees? Like no, bee whisperer? I would not be cool with that. But like if you're down in the yard and you're being really still because you're trying to photograph one, one might come and land on you for a second. And, it, yeah. you know, the thing to do is not freak out, and jump or to swat at it. Yeah. If you smack it. That's when you're going to get stung. Did um, you know? that bees don't fly in the dark. I did not know that. That makes sense. I learned this the other day, and this is an interesting video. I thought I'd share it since we're on, this is uh, the, the bee show. The You're the queen bee. Um, so check this out. They'll turn the, you're gonna see it, but you know, they turn the lights out, bees stop flying. Check that, this is bizarre, but cool. All of them. What the on fuck? The bottom immediately. Do it again. Do it again. You want to do it again? <laughs> yeah, I want to see it again. Yeah, I missed it. I missed the light going out. Oh, it's starting the Thor trailer. One second. <laughs> Which, Thor look, also it, does it looks, not fly in the dark. I don't approve of sexual over sexualizing men, and so I don't watch Thor. There's no such. There's no it's way. It's good. To it's good to take a stand there. <laughs> Completely All stupid right. stand. Okay, so watch watch the screen right in front of you. Okay, here we go. Oh wow! Wow, why they're they're not dead? They're crawling around. Yeah, they don't they don't fly in the dark, and they all. They, I, I heard of another experiment they did because they noticed that bees. I think it was like bees wouldn't fly over water. Or something like that. And so what they did is they took bees and they put, um, they they charted how they fl they flew, and then they would put a a mirror underneath them, and they couldn't fly w under the mirror because they they have to. So they would they would as soon as the mirror was there, they just go all over the place and get lost. It's because they have to. I don't know if they have to see they have to see the ground. And where the ground is in order to fly at all, or they lose all of their perception of where they wow. are. Wow. Makes me think I of wonder... birds, you know, when they get stuck inside a garage or something. There's a bird that flew inside here about two weeks ago, and I blocked off the whole room because I had a light on. It was night, and I guess they're like moths and they, they fly. I don't know. It, it got in here, and I knew I could hear something. I was like, is that bird inside, or is it just really close outside? And it, I realized there was, it was a fledgling bird sitting on the on the window panel and i was like shit i gotta get this bird mm -hmm. out of here you don't want to touch it because i i think it might i think it's 
I think the mama bird might not mess with it anymore if if you if you touch it. Something like that. Something weird like that. And so I like had to block off blocked off the whole room and I made it pitch dark and I got a flashlight outside and I was trying to like and it did. Eventually it tried it flew out and it missed. It like missed at first and it hit right in the window. And but then it went right outside the all the window I had opened. Okay. I verified this because I heard something on Facebook about this and I wanted to check it before I said it, but it said that parent birds don't actually recognize their young by smell and they won't abandon a really? baby if it's been touched by a human. Good. So do you have true. an opportunity to return a baby bird to its nest? Um, you know, you should put him back. Yeah, I, I got I got him outside and it, his other little fledgling siblings were out there too. He just somehow got in and he yeah. wasn't good at flying yet. So there's a nest right up here. Uh, mm -hmm. outside the mm -hmm. store and there has been for years I, I even tried to move it after one season after they had uh, had all their babies but they like to come over there I guess they feel safe here because a lot of the fledging ones don't make it and, and yeah. so I guess, yeah because if you've got cats in the neighborhood they'll yeah they'll eat them yeah it's pretty quick yeah yeah so Stella says they have a plant where nine bees sleep in it at night they're blue banded bees very cute they're Australian okay. bees Oh wow! Oh, that's so pretty. Look at him. Yeah, I never seen that's that. That's really cool. It's yeah. awesome. These are neat. I I spend a lot of time photographing them and sort of like watching their behavior, and they're really interesting creatures. They're Jessica. Were you a horse girl? No. No. I was okay. poor. Um, horses are a rich girl's no, well, game. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I I don't mean horse girl in the way of like you actually had a horse. I mean you read horse books and stuff. Oh no no. Okay, because I knew my you, place. How about bird watching? Um, I'm not a bird watcher, but my husband is a big time bird watcher. Like he knows really? all the names of the birds. He can recognize their tails and their wings and their beaks. And like he's a big time really? bird guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got him for Christmas. I got him a birding journal, which you write down the Dear birds that you've seen. Yes. It's all woodpecker today. today. <laughs> And he knows like which ones are hoppers and which ones are runners. Like it's kind of cool, but sort of a useless skill i don't know <laughs> i wish i could it's, fly like birds i envy their ability to fly yeah but also they're covered in mites and they have to stay outside during the rainstorm so i don't envy them that much yeah do you guys usually let them inside if it's not raining uh no <laughs> no i don't like birds Bird, baby birds actually freak me out yeah they're too lizardy well they yell at you if you get near their babies so if you if you if you go outside when this has uh, fledgling birds in this nest and mm -hmm. the the mom and dad which are usually both flying around they will they won't come in there because they're they're scared of you but they will like swoop by going ah! like screaming um, at you like i'm not doing anything to your kids they're descended uh from dinosaurs so they have like a vaguely lizardish quality to them yeah that kind of yeah. freaks me out like if you look yeah. them in the eye you can tell if they were big enough they would eat you Oh yeah, absolutely. You why did you geese. ask? I' curious though to know why you asked if I was a horse girl. Because I just figure that if you're a a, a bee photographer, you're probably also a horse girl. Oh, <laughs> stereotypes, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not one of those girls. Yeah. Sorry. Oh man. <laughs> There's a bunch of geese that try and try and like intimidate the dogs. It's like a little battle they have going on. Yeah. They're always walking around. They'll be walking literally up the street 
with their their little babies with them because there's a water source about a mile away and there's also a water source here and they go back and forth and when the dogs get get near they just like fucking bring their 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 yeah. feathers up and they start yelling at them geese are dicks they'll chase ki- little like little kids around have you ever been to collins hill park it's, i don't think so okay it's been overrun by geese like the humans are not in charge there so, like, people who don't know that geese run that park, they'll bring their kids there, and then the kids will get chased by the geese. It's pretty pretty funny. Yeah. Well, they'll beg, too. So, if people are feeding them, they'll just come right up to you and look at you yeah. like a dog would. Like, give me some food, man. Yep. Yeah. So, just don't okay. go in that park. Stay out of that park. It's dangerous. So here, I have I have another video before we get to okay. the next bit of good news. Okay. Um, it's, it's an old um, vine. And so, I'll, I'll describe it for anyone listening. So it's a video of a, um, a several deer in someone's yard eating from a bird feeder. And they're, they're looking at this and, and you'll, you'll hear what happens, but it's, it, it, it makes me so happy. <laughs> God. Nice. <laughs> Dude, there's nice deer bond. all over some neighborhoods, and especially in, in northern parts of Georgia. They used to just be woods, and mm-hmm. they're neighborhoods now. And you'll drive through the neighborhood, and there's just families of deer in everybody's yeah. yard looking through if they have trash out there or eating their flowers, and they aren't scared at all nope. of people. I, I mean, not at all. I saw one. I might have told you guys this. I saw one that it, it was at a I was at a red light at the intersection of this road going into a neighborhood. This is up in um, Cherokee County, Georgia. It was just kind of the mountainy area. And it was just standing there at the crosswalk like it was waiting for the crosswalk. And I'm sitting there at the, at the light going, is this deer waiting? And then the, then it then it changed to the person. And I, I don't know if this is probably just a coincidence, but the deer starts walking across when it changed. Like it was following the rules. And it, it had been injured, so it had learned because I think it probably got hit by a car before because it was limping. And so I go, I went to the store and I came back maybe 30 minutes later and I'm sitting at the same light and I look over on the opposite side of the crosswalk is that same freaking deer just waiting to cross the street again. And then it just limped its ass across the street back into the woods. It just not scared at all well, of humans. It, it's got to get around. I mean, it, we, we have to figure if our cities keep encroaching into these environments. Yep. The animals that are going to survive are the ones who learn to, like, operate within the confines of a city environment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I mean, deer I do learn to cross the road. Go ahead. I, I ran a poll on YouTube. Did Cam eating those chips make you want to try ghost pepper chips? Good question. 67% said no. 33% mm-hmm. said yes. Those are my people. Really? Right. Wow. <laughs> they want the challenge. See, but are you going to live stream yourself cursing in the bathroom when you're receiving yes. the second harvest? Absolutely, absolutely I will. It, yeah. th- okay. This show's going to end and Cam's going to immediately collapse and sweat. He's going to be pouring <laughs> out of his body. He's holding it together for the sake of manhood, but really <laughs> yeah. he's in deep, deep personal pain. When I realized I could do polls, I was so excited. So I just, I'm doing another one. I'll let you know when it's, when it's. Voting. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're Love to see you work a poll. <laughs> so, the second piece of good news that I had, and this isn't, I don't have as much detail about this as I did the bees. Cause I kind of did a, a deep dive on the bee thing, but the, um, the science people, this was in one of those um, journals. It is an actual 
thing that I looked up. It's it's real. Um, so the science people have done some experiments on this drug that they can inject into people's spines and people who have spinal injuries where they no longer can feel below their waist or have been in, you know, car accidents where they can no longer feel below their shoulders, feel below their waist. In um, mouse studies, it has been shown to return uh, feeling and mobility to the limbs of mice who have had spinal cord injuries. And so they're going to begin human trials next year on this drug. And if it's successful in people, that means people who have not been able to walk due to spinal cord injury might be able to receive this drug and walk again. Yeah, That's they got a lot of a lot of great <laughs> stuff in that that type of research that they're developing that can help people who have who can no longer feel their limbs or have lost control of their limbs. Right. Where they're some of it they're they're actually using to help people now that they've gone past the trial. So that that's always good. I know people worry about the other effects of some of that technology, but I do think there is some very good technology that helps out people who are in those situations. There was for my mom, there was a lot, there was technology that was very beneficial to her that helped her with, with her legs and her ability to, right. um, yeah, to use her, her body. Like yeah. over the last two years, I definitely think people have gotten really down on the medical community and with yep. really good reason. But yeah. there is another side to that where they are like more and more improving and extending people's lives. And Absolutely. so there are trade-offs to this, absolute trade-offs, you know, like you don't get the benefits without some of the side effects. Absolutely. Totally. It's totally. But, so I, yeah. I can give you an example uh, of that, like a, a group. Uh, so a lot of people, when they, they hear a hospital like Emory and I, I, I'll be the first one to say, like, I, I, I was not allowed to go into one of my dad's appointments because um, uh, I was not vaccinated and I needed to go in with him. And the, the strange thing was that the doctor there had um, was I think that what my dad initially got was caused by the vaccine. And um, I said that to this doctor who was the second doctor we've been to. And she did not disagree with me. She said that that, that, that is a possibility and she had seen it. So the very doctor, who, they, she had said she didn't disagree with it. They would not let me go in because I didn't have the vaccine that might have caused it. So she actually came out and she escorted me in. The, the doctor did. That was oh, that was a, Yes, that was a good thing. But my point is that, that same place so the that was a hospital that is associated with this therapy place that um helped my mom for years. That you, she was on a list and she got into this program because she was showing improvements and this therapy program ended up being one of the most like joyful things in, in her life because it was a group of people at this organization. It's called the Shepherd Center. It's a great place um, that they saw through the, the disease that my mom had. And they saw uh, her as a person. They were excited to see her. And, they, and uh, when she came in there, they, they, were, they weren't like other doctors were. They weren't saying, oh, there's nothing we could do. They were actually saying, yes, yeah, we're going we're gonna to fucking help you. And, and we believe in you. And they did help her. And it brought joy to her and brought joy to my dad and so that's that's why i'm not all like everything in the fucking medical community is terrible because there are a lot of people right. who are trying to do good things who do do good things and who they their heart is in the right place and they have the resource to, resources to actually help people so i'm right. not completely against them either right I, I i was glad to hear like a good medical story just because things have been so awful, you hear nothing but bad news that it makes right. me scared to seek medical care sometimes. And, you know, I'm young, youngish and healthy-ish now, but, you know, 
for older people, I, I'm worried that they're not going to their appointments because they're worried about bad doctoring. There are some really good doctors right. out there. So please go get your screenings. Yeah. I love yeah, you. Pop, pop, yeah. Go. Yeah. You just got to <laughs> ask questions. Like the thing that worries me that we, you get in kind of a predicament is, is when you, uh, or, or when they give you an answer that is like, uh, going to put you in a bad situation and you feel like you can't ask questions because they're mm -hmm. the authority. As long as that's a, that's a difficult hump to get over, but as long as you can get over that hump and you can question that authority, then you're in a lot better place with that. So you can take the information as it's useful and as it's not useful, you can say, all right, fuck off. I'm going to go find somebody who can uh, help yeah. me out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that as good news. So that's uh, my version of good news. <laughs> I took every drug that I was prescribed, like every drug that I had a prescription for, I would be on seven seven daily medications. I yeah. would take seven pills every day. If I took, I don't take any of them and I'm fine. Like you do have a choice. Like you yeah. don't just because somebody with a white coat tells you you have to do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Sometimes diet and exercise will improve your situation too. So, you know, just, you know, uh, make informed choices. Totally. And and I, for second yeah. opinions. I, yes, definitely get second opinions especially if you get a, a, a diagnosis or an answer to something that is not good. Always get a second opinion. Right. I find it interesting to look through the mo the recent publications on like nature.com uh, um, and other journals, social science journals and medical journals, like you were just citing from a, a moment ago, <laughs> Jessica, because there's right. all, there is always some interesting developments and things that are there working on that if, if they can do successfully are, can be truly groundbreaking and mm -hmm. that, they have implemented in the recent years successfully for some people. Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I went, I went to the doctor the other day and I get to this doctor and uh, she finds out that I vape and this doctor, I swear, promise this is real. So I need your a second opinion from you, Brad. <laughs> um, she told me that she would rather me smoke cigarettes and then get off of those than to keep smoke doing the vape and, the, and to get off of that. Yeah, I see those commercials as very propaganda-like commercials yeah, for against vaping. And I remember a couple of years ago, there was this really big, like a couple of weeks, the news was all against vape. It was all about the dangers of vaping and popcorn how, lung. Yes, popcorn lung. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I know that. There were some tobacco companies that could benefit from making yep. it seem as though vaping is worse. I don't know if there are if it, there are problems that I, I really have no idea because all I know is that it was a very heavily propagandized issue just like a couple of years ago for a short period of time. Yeah. Well, our our, our next poll is in. So, what is does that? Jessica seem like a horse girl? Sixty seven percent say yes. Thirty three percent say no. That's, so. that's I mean, I have to say, when you ask that question, I thought Jessica's might have ridden a, a horse, uh, equestrian. Is that what it's called? I, yeah, I've ridden a horse before, but that horse knew I didn't know what I was doing, and it just stood there and ate grass. It didn't like go anywhere. It was, the horse knew that I was not a horse girl. So, yeah. one out of one horses say no. E Elon Musk <laughs> definitely doesn't know how to identify a horse girl either, according to the stories we're hearing. <laughs> I feel like that's rude. I don't know why, but I. It feel sounds rude. Are you a horse? Hey, you a horse girl, baby? It sounds a little, hey, little creepy. Are you a horse girl? <laughs> I'm like, what? So yeah. speaking of the vape thing, Jewel 
is owned by a tobacco company. Yeah, yeah, I think they bought them. What was interesting about when they... So one of the things they did is they moved the age up to 21, and then they also banned... I think it's changed since then. But they banned flavors other than menthol and tobacco. Mm -hmm. So this just made their product the easiest and like you can get them elsewhere. You can go to stores for it, but in gas stations and stuff. And so they were essentially trying to corner the market because they had the market share of tobacco and menthol. So mm-hmm. there definitely right. was some propaganda in that. Like one. <laughs> yeah. I think I've done a little bit of reading on it and there is some concern about the carrier oil that they use is a, is a vitamin E based something to do with acetate. And I didn't, See, the reason I'm not a biologist is because I couldn't pass organic chemistry too. So pardon me while I muddle my way through this. But there's something to do with the way that that like attaches to your lung, that it actually like deposits more chemicals is what I think I read. Like you get more um, crud in your lungs from it. <clears throat> so yeah. I don't know if. I, don't know. I would get a second sure. opinion from, from yeah. some uh, another, another doctor but or somebody. But if you're going <laughs> to stop vaping, just stop vaping. Don't go to cigarettes well yeah right my friends like vapes and also sneaks away from his girlfriend smokes and like changes his shirt so she can't smell (laughs) which i think is just hilarious personally (laughs) i mean i want him to be healthy but the fact that he changes his shirts i'm like dude why are you vaping Um, and smoking (laughs) it's not healthy to have this lie in your life from your girlfriend also how does this bitch not know i would know I would know. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. Mm, I don't know. She might. She might know. He might not be fooling her. I'm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's letting him get away with something. I think because I would know if my man smoked. I think. So is he also like brushing his teeth and washing his hair? Like, <laughs> I, I would hope really? so. <laughs> is he smoking his car? I think sometimes. She can. Yeah, she can smell it. There's I would no think way. so. I would, unless maybe COVID knocked out the smell. I have no idea. I just he doesn't do it a lot, but sometimes. Because I remember asking him once. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Women, <laughs> no, he, does, he, he doesn't listen to this. He stuff, might. Right? He might. He um, listens to it, yeah. Women have more sensitive uh, smell than she men. She probably do. knows. You're right. Y'all are right. She are probably you, does know. Are you calling women dogs? No. Women, Rude. in the wild, women were the hunters, or women were the gatherers and men were the hunters. We had to be more attuned to like the, the taste wild. and scent. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. I know, I know, but I like this idea. That it's it's not like the way you said it in the wild. Like there is a roving packs of women. There were at some right point. now. Yeah, no, there are. There are and like tribe, like tribal people in the jungles and shit like that. It's still I mean, the same America, order. It's a funny where, image where funny the men image. hunt and the women gather, and so we have to be able to like smell the the herbs and like taste stuff, and so we have more sensitive. Um, plus, you know we we raise the children so we have to make sure that we're not poisoning the babies there's a whole there's right. science to this women yeah, have more yeah, sense yeah. smell yes science. wild women wild women <laughs> think about it mud up to the oh, knees I th- yeah think about wild women definitely yeah. <laughs> roving packs um, of suburban moms yeah they yeah, have that <laughs> also that's terrifying i i also got a bit of a um raise this week from my job so that's good news congratulations that's awesome that's good news it's it's very nice i have another poll result you want to you want to see it yeah what is it okay all right let's let's 
let me share it instead of not not setting it up first you know what can i do yet all right is brad a handsome boy 67 percent say yes 33 percent say no i appreciate that that's that's that's, exactly. that's a little more than I'd expected, I think. But I uh, thank you. All those who said no, you know, I, I thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. <laughs> so in the in the chat, it was like he's a man. Oh. So, <laughs> so I think it's a hundred percent. Well, that's very, it's very boyish, kind. A boyish man. A boyish man. I do have. I'm very. Uh, I'm. I'm silly. I'm silly. Like a, a a younger person might be. I like to play around a lot. My my dog, I think, reflects my silliness. And it's you know, and live. And live, live, L I T H E. What is it? Yes, live. live. Yeah, it's a word. I didn't make it up. I promise. No, I Hold believe on. you. I just felt my vocabulary is limited at times. Um, let me. I, I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. Um, thin, supple, and graceful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like I appreciate Loki. that. Yes, like yes, a very. Uh, Loki is Loki a good man. example of a live man. Yes. yes. Um. Yeah, well, that's very kind. I'll take that. I'll remember that word now. Lithe. Lithe. Yeah. I think There's that. All... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. I, I I think there's some good news. It is that we are alive. I I, I... see. I alive and live. We're alive and live and thriving. Live, live and thriving. It's gonna be my new tagline. <laughs> but I think that just. I think that a lot of it can be the perception that the the filter that we look through uh, life I, I think can be the way that new so i can look at drudge report right now and i could see everything and it could just like fucking devastate me if i if i wanted to allow it to affect yeah. me that way or i could look at it and say this is like the funniest fucking uh non-fiction or fiction uh, thing you could literally string the headlines on drudge and some websites together into like just sensational fictional story that it's like hilarious that they're putting this stuff out as as legitimate, and I I actually do think that's fine. I, I think that it's fucking crazy that nobody cares at least in the media about you know all the Hunter Biden stuff. But I also think it's really funny that Hunter Biden's a fucking painter and, and he just does all this. I mean, it's stupid. I I think it would be hilarious for Hunter Biden to be given like this role that had no it was of no consequence, but to be given a title in the administration that would be like a funny troll that um, I would be angry about but i would also appreciate the humor in it so i i think that like good news is a is a way of i think you can see good news in news that even seems bad by mm -hmm. by just the filter that you look at through look through things if that like makes if sense you appreciate the absurdity it becomes yes yes because you really you have to laugh at stuff you absolutely have to laugh at it and find humor in it uh, that uh, um yeah you just have to because the only way that you can like if things are dark and sad and terrible and all the news is terrible, you're not going to get out of that feeling by looking at things in a way that only perpetuates that feeling. It's impossible. But the way that you can get out of that, the way that you can start to feel better is to look at that stuff through a lens that is that finds the, the stuff that can make you smile and laugh through all of that stuff. And uh, so I think you can always find good news even in bad. Not that you should make, I'm not saying you should make fun of, of, of people. I mean, you should make fun of people if they deserve to be, make, be mocked, uh, you know, like uh, <laughs> media figures and stuff. But I mean, yeah. people who don't deserve it uh, and in yeah. personal life and stuff. But uh, I, I'm, I mean, you should just like, there's always the fucking silver lining. There really is always a silver lining, in my opinion. Why do I yeah. feel like, um, 
painter is a job they give to people in Washington who are otherwise embarrassing and they want to like shunt them away from public <laughs> like, like George like, Bush also. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. He, he became a painter and you're right. like, what? and then you go, well, let me see the paintings because you would want to right? and how fucked up is it that George Bush paints the faces of injured soldiers from Iraq. <laughs> yeah. This is a it's, twilight zone episode. Like that. That to me is just like, is that real? Is that, <laughs> and he also paints. Yeah. I think he painted a picture of Putin or some shit. To the internet. Did you guys see that I, his fake interview? I, I don't know if these guys have I to be some sort this, of psyop. But he, those guys who prank the congressmen and pretend to be like Russian politicians or or uh, Ukrainian politicians pranked George Bush, and they made George, they made it seem, and George Bush seemed to actually believe that he was talking to Zelensky in this video. And. Do you have it? I can send you the link. It's yeah, do that. These guys are definitely some sort of operation, but this to me was just George Bush seemed completely clueless to what was going on to this. Can yeah. I just comment on how weirdly good of a painter he actually is? And it's uh, uh, Hunter George, or George Bush. No, uh, Hunter Biden is shit. I'm sorry. Like I don't mean like as a person, which he is, but this has nothing to do with him as an individual. I just think his art is shit. Um, George Bush is weirdly good. Like, right. He's well, really good. Yeah, yeah. He's maybe he maybe he missed his calling and he would have been a famous painter otherwise. And yeah, he's so energetic in this interview too. He just okay, wanted so, to impress his father. Like he what? George Bush just wanted to impress his father. And his yeah, father would right. never like accept him and love him the way that he loved Jeb. And George Bush did everything to try to get his father's and affection. Jeb is such a loser. Including, is boring. including yeah. president of the United States. And even while he was president, he's like, do you love me now, daddy? And he was like, no, you were my worst mistake. And now he paints his pain. Like, this is a deeply tortured man. You guys don't understand. He deserves it. This is the hell he's built. For him. <laughs> yeah, no, he deserves it. But he's deeply tortured. And his father never loved him. I put the link in the private chat, Cam. I don't know okay. if you can, you can access that. I'll, I'll grab that in a second. But Quest asked, how many otherwise famous people are also children's book authors? Which I find funny. Stacey Abrams. Asked. Gross. Um, but I thought it was funny that he asked because the other day we were sitting at the dinner table and you, we have those books. If you give a mouse a cookie, if you give yeah. a moose a muffin, if you give a pig a pancake, if you give a dog a donut, and it I, I'm annoyed with the fact that they started with if you give a mouse a cookie and then went straight into alliteration every time. So moose, muffin, pancake, pig, you know, like whatever. And so we sat at the dinner table last night or the night before, and we did the entire alphabet <laughs> with, with alliterations for the titles. Say, don't you love alliteration? It's like and an improv game. We did no, it annoys alphabet. me that the first one doesn't is an alliteration. So yeah, we, then they did alliteration. So why did they mess up the first one? Yeah, right. And so and that annoys me. So we sat there, and there were only like three that we didn't figure out. But we, would you like to hear our list that we came yes. up with the kids? Let's hear it. I want. Um, I want to hear all twenty six of them. <laughs> if you give an alligator an apple pie, if you give a bear a biscuit, if you give a cat a croissant, if you give a duck a Danish, because we decided we weren't going to reuse any of theirs. Okay. Uh, if you give an eagle an eclair, a frog a french fry, a goat a granola bar, 
a horse, a hot dog, an iguana, an iced tea, a jackalope, a jackalope, a juke, <laughs> a jackalope, a juice box. We put two cryptids in here. Okay. Um, <laughs> a kangaroo, a kiwi, a llama, a lollipop, a meerkat, a milkshake, a narwhal, a noodle, an owl, an omelet, which was all Ezra. How would um, he eat it? A, a python, a pop, popsicle, a quail, a quesadilla, a reindeer, a roast, a snail, a snickerdoodle, a turtle, a taco, a unicorn, an upside down cake. Ah, uh, uh, use was really hard. Um, was a, va good. a vampire, a vegetable. Uh, we we didn't cl uh, clear up the ZX was what really got us. Um. A uh, vampire vegetable, a walrus, a waffle, X, a Xenarthra, a Zuba. <laughs> we had to Google that one because it's next to impossible to find. What is it? Um, what is it? What kind of animal is it? I think it's like a one of those dumb animals that fall off of trees. Um, sloths. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's kind of sloth. Yeah. Okay. Um, a yak, a yogurt. And a zebra, a zucchini. <laughs> nice. Um, That's totally I, an improv game. It, it makes me think of the ABC where yeah, the, one person, they pick a audience, picks a letter, and you start with that letter, and then you have to go back and forth with dialogue, and you have to start each sentence with the next letter in the alphabet. It's a great car game. Um, yeah. But I want to address this question by Quest right here. Do birds eat other birds' eggs? I think there's one, but not an owl in an omelet. Um, birds love eggs, and a great snack for chickens is scrambled eggs. I know it's effed up, but it's true. They love it. Birds <laughs> love eggs. But yeah, no, I, I challenge anyone to sit there with their kid and their wife and try to do this as well and not use any. I mean, you can use some of mine, but not use any of mine, if, or you know, because it is, you don't know what it's like to try to think of foods and animals that start with letters. Is it difficult? Sounds like it might yeah, be difficult you're, for you. Like, <laughs> because you, well, you, you hit, I mean, obviously we figured it out after a while, but like when you first hear G, what's a food that starts with G, but it can't, but the rules are you can't, it has to be, it has to have the article A or N. So you can't be like, can you give a, a goose goulash or whatever you have Graham to say crackers. if you, mm. there you go. But I couldn't think of one until I thought of granola bar. Graham crackers is better too. Damn you, yeah, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> and we also tried to keep them short. But I'm I'm just saying, like it's there were times that where we were on letters, and it's just like after you do it for so long, you're like, God. Yeah, it can be frustrating. What's what's the game that you you play the ABC game too when you're driving in cars? Another one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look at the road signs and you or point the, out when you see the the license plate game. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a fun one. I also like questions. That's a good improv game. Yeah. Now, that, yeah. Was I the only person that brought <laughs> two actually good news stories? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Because I, <laughs> I, I want recognition as the only person who did the assignment. Yes. I'm going to tell you, I went to reddit.com slash r slash uplifting news. And so many of these are just like propaganda. Like, it's just like, oh, well, more people in Georgia are voting. I don't give great. Why would I care <laughs> about that? Um, <laughs> but here's but there was one good piece of news that I saw on here, which is that Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy has been delayed. 
I don't know what any of that means, but I'm happy that you're happy. Well, it, it, I don't know if you remember the new Star Wars films that came out. Yeah, vaguely. They were terrible, especially yeah. after, especially uh, the second one, one, which is Rogue The Last one. Jedi. Yeah, but that's not the same. That, that's not the same thing. But like um, The Last Jedi was a terrible movie. Mm -hmm. I hated it. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson is the one who directed it. It's the one that gets the most flack out of any of the movies. Okay. All right. And so it's, it being delayed means we don't have, it doesn't have to come out. Like I just, I, I hate how these people ruined my love for star Wars, Brad. Nice. Were you a star Wars guy at all? Not really. I like star Trek. I've never been a huge star Wars fan. Yeah. I'm a Trekkie as well. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, love uh, the, I love the laser sword, man. Yeah, it's all right. I don't, I mean, I don't hate it, but I'm not waiting in line dressed as, uh, you know, any of the characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. there, are six, there are six parts of this video you sent. Which one's the best one? Or should we watch a lot of it? I, I don't. I, did, well, I watched the whole thing. I didn't realize it was 12 minutes, but it's yeah, all pretty was... funny. I think the fact that Ricky Gervais has his comedy special is um, out on Netflix. I think that that's a positive thing. I always think Netflix has an alternative agenda, even though they fired a bunch of people. I still think they have an alternative agenda. But he did an amazing movie called um, The Invention of Lying. That oh, I haven't seen that. It's amazing. You should definitely see the invention. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the invention lying, the invention of lying was extraordinary. They don't make a lot of um, human stories anymore. It's always somebody shooting laser beams out of their eyeballs or mm -hmm. sparkles coming yeah, from their fingers. They're a monster. I don't know why, but nobody wants to tell stories about human beings anymore. Uh, the invention of lying is a human story and it's really funny and really good. So. He's a funny guy. Like he's really funny and he doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to hold back. The, the premise I, is that the world in, he lives in a world or in a universe where lying doesn't exist. And he's the first guy to figure out to do it. Like, could you imagine the power? <laughs> yeah. You'd have a lot of power in a universe like that. Right. That's how, right. That's how our universe is run anyway. Um, I tried to watch his special last night. It starts off really strong, but then I, it it got just like mild chuckles and I gave up. Yeah. Mm. I haven't Who's watched it yet. I just saw that he came out, that it came out. Who's your favorite comedian right now? You know, right now, that, that's a tough question right now because everything's so political right now. I, honestly, there's not much stand-up that I watch that I think is is very funny. I mean, I, I think it's chuckle worthy, some of it. Like Dave Chappelle's special. So, Dave Chappelle's special in like 2017 or 18, the one that he got all the flack for, that one I thought was really funny. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. The next one that I saw him do was the one where he did like, uh, I think he did like the, the George Floyd thing. He was like the first co comedian to, to do the outside right. performance. And it, it was more like a, a speech than it was comedy. And I, I was like, okay, I, everybody's being political now. I, I just feel like everything's gotten too politicized where people aren't really hitting comedy hard. They're just hitting uh, uh, virtue signaling hard. Yeah. I, I, I would say that Bill, Bill, um, not Bill Maher, uh, Bill, Bill Burr, Burr, I think he's always funny. I mean, the dude's always funny. He's just like a he's funny really guy. Good. Yeah, regardless of what he does. And I, I will always appreciate... When the video of him when he performed in Philadelphia and they weren't digging his performance. So he just, he knew he had to fill like 20 more minutes because for contractually. So he just started ripping apart Philadelphia 
and, and the people there just started roasting the city and the people there and they were booing them yeah, everybody's yeah. booing them and then he like turned them and they eventually loved the fact that he was roasting all of them and he got like a standing ovation and, and it was fantastic it's really impressive that's Lewis very Black's, impressive yeah, yeah. Yeah. The commitment of it, the ability to withstand the fact that the entire arena is booing you and continue forward mm -hmm. to the point of them loving it is amazing. It's awesome. Yep. He's funny. Yeah, all those, all those everybody listed are funny. They're, they're all very good. Miss, Mitch Hedberg was great. He was, he was very funny. He was, the was a long time ago. A long time ago yeah. he died. Lewis yeah. Black is funny, mm -hmm. but Lewis Black has gotten so political. He's always been political, but... So there's like a there's like a, a balance, you know. So you can be political without being bitter. You can be yeah. political without without being, you know, bitchy. And I think we've gotten to the point where too many people are, are doing comedy where they're just it's you seem so obviously bitter and bitchy that it's not funny anymore. Well, they got this idea because of things like um because of the types of bits that like Lewis Black back in the day, but also um like George Carlin. Car, where he yeah. would sort of be speaking truth to power, but in like mm -hmm. a funny way. So they're thinking that there's like this it's sacred funny. duty of comedians that they have to like be this like avenue through which the political truth comes. Right, and yeah. while yeah. George Carlin did have that quality, it was a special quality he, where he wasn't preaching at you. He was on your side. There is uh -huh. this whole strain in comedy now where they're like lecturing you. You're totally. like, I paid money to be lectured and be told I'm a bad person. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That, uh, Stephen yeah. Colbert's the worst. I don't know that uh, people pay to see him anymore other than their, their cable bills, but he's just, uh, it's not even doing fucking comedy anymore. It's like, you're just doing CNN late night. It's all it is. And, and, and like, it's so norm. it's no, oh, norm was great. I, well, that's yeah. a great there's one. A, there's a, a new, new specials special. coming out. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Have you days. seen it? It's not out just yet. I don't think it may I love like Norm Macdonald. Couple man. days. So he was ta he talked about this uh, during the pandemic about uh, um, the challenge of being a comedian right now because what mm -hmm. you do when you're trying to develop your set is you go to open mic nights and, and you practice yep. stuff and you cross the line and you have to you have to cross the line so that you can find where that line is and you can because that's what comedy is it, it, it's it's crossing boundaries it's you know making just a position of, of context and stuff like that and, and if you can't do that if every time you do that everybody screams at you then you're not gonna you're gonna end up being stephen colbert and so he was talking about how he would do that and it just you can't do that anymore right now yeah. because everybody's yeah. so sensitive they train everybody everybody to be so fucking sensitive it's like we have a whole generation of people who have been trained to be activists whose number one skill is being offended by anything and everything that happens right right and and, and yeah there, there are good new comedians out there who do, unfortunately, they submit themselves to this because you have to, to get anywhere, like to get a Netflix special, to get yeah. anywhere, you're going to have to do a little bit of this. But like comics like, um, uh, oh God, I'm, I'm going to say his name wrong. John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Yeah. Which, right. well, he's he a funny guy. Yeah, he's a funny a guy. Funny guy. His, his bits are great, but he also kind of like falls into that category of, you know, they, they do virtue signal. Yeah, you can tell so, that he like from watching him. So he's very funny. He's a good writer. Right? He's a great writer, actually. Yeah. But you can tell that he recognizes that he he's got to pull back a little bit. You can see that in his sets. He knows where his bread is buttered. And yes, he, he can't. Does. Right. And so that's an unfortunate um, stop on people who would otherwise maybe 
they're being kept back from greatness, perhaps, or yeah. they are submitting and I, they I are mean, therefore not great. I know comedians who have, I, I know some who, one who is on The Daily Show as a writer or was. I know uh, another who ended up getting a Netflix special who the reason they got these specials, it, they got them because of it. Uh, they did the woke stuff. They did exactly what they were told that they were to do. One of them was, I don't know if you guys remember, there was like this whole strange like three month period or so where everybody loved this girl who was doing, me. no, who was doing these Trump TikToks where she would just play Trump's voice and she would just mock Trump. She would just lip sync Trump. That's all she did on TikTok. Mm. And her name was Sarah Cooper. And she okay. eventually got a Netflix special out of this, out of literally TikToking Trump's voice where she, it was Trump's voice and she lip synced it and she would do weird stuff to it. And she got a Netflix special. There was even like, I saw on Twitter, it's the one year anniversary since the first Sarah Cooper TikTok video. And I, and I so this girl, she had done a couple of open, I, I've auditioned for a number of things with her because she used to be mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, she did a couple open mics that I hosted and she wasn't a standup. She, she just, she came to like try it. And so, like, she started doing this, and they started calling her a stand-up. I'm like, that's not a stand-up. That's a tick. Those are TikTok videos of yeah. someone doing it. And so, I I looked her up to see. I didn't know much about her. I auditioned with her, but I hadn't uh, really talked to her, uh, you know, for an extended period of time. And I, I found that, like, around 2017, a couple of years before this, she um she had gotten married to a a Google infrastructure engineer. Who like creates the 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 infrastructure that the algorithms built? I don't I don't understand it. But uh -huh. reading reading his role, he, he clearly had like a a position in Google that you could help someone show up at the top right. of like search engine rankings. I don't know if that was the case. I don't know if she agreed to do something. She also is she's also biracial, which, which that is a role that uh, um if you that's part of the the check boxes of being you know having power lent to right now, like with Kamala Harris and everything. Uh, um, that, that's just, it, it, you know, I, I'm glad she's experiencing success, but the, the fact that like it, it was being used to like say that Trump is a Russian Nazi, which I, I don't even, I don't give a shit about Trump. But he's not a Russian Nazi. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And, and this person that used to do these open mics is being called this groundbreaking standup. Who's not even doing standup. And, and, and propagating the same messages that CNN is, I was like, this is not fucking comedy. This is what's being called comedy. It's not comedy today. All the people they like all listed are good. It doesn't sound like she's a stand up. It sounds like she gets down on her knees. I don't know. I, I, just, I have no idea. It's just baffling to me. Yeah. So I think my favorite comic at the moment is Tom Segura. Oh, I love Tom Segura. I love Tom Segura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That ball hog, I watch ball hog every time I'm like, I have the flu or I'm sad or like, you know, just can't get out of bed for whatever reason. Ball hog sometimes is the only thing in the universe that can make me laugh. Yeah. And I have seen I that special this, multiple yeah, times. I haven't seen that. I need to watch that. I watched um, when I gave up on Ricky Gervais the other day, I, I watched uh, um, Disgraceful or Disgraced by Tom Segura also great i yeah, mean i just very good oh my god I, I i just i just love that man um uh one of the things that i noticed with dave Chappelle's last show 
and um, uh, Ricky Gervais is both of them seem like instead of them being straight up stand up specials, they're like in defense of comedy specials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what Dave Chappelle you're talking about, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that yeah. last one I, I sat through it and I was like, this isn't this isn't super funny. It just seems like I'm fighting for comedy. And Ricky mm -hmm. Gervais started the same way. Yeah, yeah, and, and they are. And even Bill Maher, uh, Bill Maher, who I don't agree with on most points, is sometimes he does his go recent off on, monologue. Yeah, isn't there? They've yeah. been pretty. He's does some good stuff in them, and, and he doesn't. He seems to not like the the censorship or the the wokeness. But another good comedian, you might not have heard of him. He doesn't. He's not as mainstream, but he is pretty popular, and he's great. I, I've I performed with him uh, a handful of times, and he's to come to relapse all the times. Rory Rory Scovel, so check him yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, I know that name. He's like a he, super nice guy, and he's really really funny. They were always who, semi famous uh, or famous. Sorry, famous comics that would come to relapse, and the ones mm -hmm. that would hang out afterward and like have drinks with the people. Those were always awesome yeah yeah and rory has like an improv background so he he did uh, a, an improv show with us a couple times and he also we had this free 1am show that he would headline and he filmed his netflix special he had a netflix special he filmed it at relapse that's awesome yeah, yeah. good times sorry go ahead cam <laughs> i have i cannot remember what it was <laughs> oh no <laughs> is it the the spicy oh. chips no no that's that's over it was that was so yesterday well, for now. <laughs> yeah, there might be like a second or third wave. We thought COVID was over too. <laughs> oh, an old person that's really close to me has COVID. Oh, <laughs> like I'm as sorry. of today, yeah. I was I laughed and then I went, oh, I can't laugh at that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Okay, uh, yes. so that's what it was. Andrew Schultz. Oh, he does. He does like the porn comedy. He's funny. No, he does fantastic crowd work. He does. Yeah, he does. Like if you, he, if he has if good you, joke structure too. Yeah, um, like it, his like there's like you if you're not on if you're on TikTok, uh, just watch his stuff. The crowd work is just great to watch. Yeah, he does a good job with crowd work, and that, that's a that's a skill you develop definitely the more more you practice it, and you you get a level of confidence as your ability to, to do that grows. Cause that's one of the things that most people are, are afraid of the most is, you, you know, one, you're afraid of silence Two, you're afraid of being heckled in, in a way that, you know, what if I'm heckled and I can't say anything and you're supposed to be the comedian. So once you develop a skill of being able to handle that, and he's very good at it. Then you, you do great. Seinfeld too. I know Seinfeld isn't necessarily touring right now, but I, I've always loved Seinfeld. I have probably listened to, I'm telling you for the last time, which is the special where he does mm -hmm. all his famous material. Yeah. I've listened to that 20 times in the last I saw it in concert do that. I saw it. It was awesome. Yeah. That is an evergreen special mm -hmm. and one of the greats. Um, Bill Cosby's uh, <laughs> himself. <laughs> what if that was my answer? Bill Cosby? <laughs> no, I mean, he, he uh, his, was great. His material was really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah well, here's the thing. The one I'm most disappointed in, I think, in recent years has been um, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan, I used to really like. I haven't seen much of his stuff lately, but I, he's you know, who I want to see do more is Zach Galifianakis. I haven't Live seen him do Purple like anything Onion. lately. Live at the Purple Onion on Netflix is great. Right yeah, on. he's like kind of a uh, 
He's got a different style, but it it works for him. Yeah. You could do like an impersonation of, of Galifianakis with your beard. I've, I've heard I've heard that before. <laughs> so uh, in in that his special uh, live at the Purple Onion, he um he also pretends to be his brother Seth Galifianakis. It's and he he does a little like uh, my name's Seth Galifianakis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, I, I, we were in the car together, me me and you and and, and my dog Funyuns. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I've also been told at times that my voice sounds like Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, See, what's weird I... is that brother character. Like, I know that guy. Like, <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> you know that Ti, the rapper, has been doing stand-up comedy lately. Good for Ti. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Apparently, he that. yelled at somebody at an open mic, a uh, comedian at an open mic who was making fun of him. So He's it's like, going oh. well. Yeah. Well, yeah exactly. <laughs> Dimitri Martin. Uh, so Dimitri oh. Martin, I think that's uh, I think he's good at what he does. I like some of his stuff, but I think that's like a specific style. Everybody, every his, comedian actually is, is going to have a specific audience, but he's he's different. That was, that was funny the first time I saw it. Yeah, the first one that I saw was for funny. A second and a third and a fourth time yeah. of that because I get it. You have John Stewart's pattern. funny. I mean, John Stewart's really? a funny guy too. Uh, and the guy who hosts the Daily Show, even though the Daily Show is not funny. He is a funny guy. So if Trevor he were Noah. not focused on politics, Trevor Noah, he's a good yeah. comedian. Yeah. He just he, yeah. he just does the shit he does. Sam is funny. Tripoli Tripoli's funny. He does so I Tripoli was in Georgia. I didn't get a chance to go see him, but he is. Mm -hmm. Um he embrace Tripoli embraces his his style and uh it, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him have fun and mm -hmm. it's infectious. Yes. Yeah, I, I if politics, man, it just politics has affected the trajectory of comedy so much that it makes me mourn a little bit. Like, what would we have if it were not for this? Because so many people are held back by this weird social movement that we're going through right now. And um, I don't know. I see signs that the that good will overcome. I th I'm really positive about things. I think that everywhere you look, there are signs that this thing that they attempted to do is not going to work it's not going to mm -hmm. come to pass and yeah. the pendulum is swinging like it's coming to the other side so i'm positive about it but i do mourn what i think was taken from us yeah i would agree that it i, I think it has a lot of people have recognized and rejected this extremely fascist really communist it's one and the same idea uh, that they're trying to present and they're trying to control yeah. society through the, these progressive ideals that make people think they would be more empowered but in reality it just gives more power to those already in power at the international level mm -hmm. and, and i think more more and more people have rejected that bullshit and, and i know that there's people that are kind of blackpilled that would say well yeah but it's just part of their plan it, it, so it's a constant battle, you know, it's constant. They're going to constantly adjust. If, if you read Edward Bernays books, he describes as probably the best. A lot of them talk about this, but it's a constant adjustment to where the public is. They have to feel out where the public is and they have to adjust what they're doing. Yeah. And it's the same with the public. It's the same with the people as we see where they are and we make our adjustments to counter what they're doing. So it's not that they have all the power. They don't actually, the people have the power. There's more of us than there are of them. It's the fact they keep us divided that it makes us feel otherwise, makes us think that we are against each other as opposed to against them. And that's the only thing that actually 
keeps them in power? Is that divide and conquer strategy working? Because I, I think when it comes down to it, they have to have the will of the public. And some of these clips yeah. I played in the show yesterday, they, they expressly talk about this. Is they're able to do things because they are able to get the public to say that they want it done. And, and that's a power that the public needs to recognize. And I think more and more people are recognizing it. And, and the media apparatus, though, would, would make it seem like it's fucking otherwise. Like, like, like right. it's just completely... The reality painted through the media is just so far from what it actually is. It's unbelievable because you, you'll be, I'll get caught up in it. I'll see all this shit on TV and I'll think, man, everybody who is a Democrat is just insane, crazy. They want to fucking cut everybody's dicks off. And they want to sew titties on everybody and they just fucking hate everything. It's it, you know, normal and, you know, and they're all fucking whatever. They're crazy. And then I'll go talk to my friend and my friend will be like, Who's a progressive? Be like, I fucking hate these mandates. I'm not. I, I'm not voting for Stacey Abrams because of these mandates. I'll, I'll just be shocked. I'm like, wow. I, I watched CNN. I thought you had a dick and cut your titties off at this point. And it's just not the case. It's just not the case that most people are fucking normal for the they, they for the most part. Some people are out of their fucking minds. Excuse my language. Uh, um, but most people are, are fucking reasonable. And when you talk to them one-on-one -on -one and in person, then you realize that. But they keep people not talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. They keep people in these groups and social media because there's no conversation on Twitter or conversation on Facebook that, that, that is like, okay, everybody ready to have a reasonable conversation, a well-thought-out? <laughs> that, that's not how that works. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But and they, yeah. And people are neighbor, your neighbor might be completely opposite politics of you, but you borrow each other's wrenches and you know, watch each other's kids. And I mean, like people are able to interact and, and conduct normal lives no matter what their politics are. It's not the emergency situation that the media is painting it out to be. It's really not. Right. Your and neighbor so might be a Democrat. You would never know it. Exactly. Ex along. Yeah. Yeah. So now they've got it to the point where it's like, you know, what party all of your friends are associated with. Because right, they, right. they want you to prejudge it and to react to that stereotype instead of mm -hmm. them. Uh, but sometimes there'll be people that you just meet and you absolutely have no idea what party they are. It, it, you don't care. Maybe you find out later and you're surprised. But the fact is it doesn't matter. It, it's when the, all that other stuff poisons it that it does matter. And I think that that's good news that when it comes down to it, uh, when you're actually – they are face to face with people, talking to people, interacting with people. That it, it's not driven by the bullshit that they want it to be driven by. Nope. You know what people talk about? They talk about their kids. They talk about their jobs. They talk about the shit local to their lives. It's important to them, and it's not in Washington. That shit's not important to people. It's not like that it's when really we're not. all in our little cave with our little glowing box. That's when yeah. we're all upset about politics but like whenever you have an opportunity to participate in like sunshine and grass and outside that's the furthest thing from your mind for right. most sane people that's why they have to do this stuff where it's like okay everybody seems to be getting along too well right now abortion you know throw that in there and make that and just find reasons to get people angry at each other in ways that are never going to be the whole abortion thing, that's not ever intended to do anything but cause people fight to fight the way that they put that in the news. It, that's, that's all they do. It's just like, hey, let's find the most divisive point of this conversation. We'll start the conversation here, and then we'll make people think that um, the worst thing in the world is going to happen to them on either side, and uh, we will ignore everything else about the conversation. And that's all they focus on, and 
Not everybody buys into it, but some people buy into it. I think most people don't. I think most people don't even watch the fucking shit anymore. I seriously I, do. I tweeted today that I can't have the same conversation again for the 50th time. And I, I mean the quitting the podcast. No, no. I mean that about like these like issues, man, like the gun thing, the abortion thing, just any of the negative stories you hear in yeah. the news. Every time it crops up again, I'm like, man, we are all saying the same shit we said. Totally. Last year, the year before that, I don't have anything new to add to this conversation. I've said my piece a hundred times. Yeah. I'm out. I'm Dude, done. That's, that's the same way I felt when I saw that Texas shooting story. I, whatever. I know people, some people think false flags. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not there. I have no idea. I, my, uh, 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 people, if people lost people there, then that's, that's fucking terrible. Um, I'm not interested in the same fucking politicized bullshit as we've seen over and over again for however long I feel the past four or five years it's just been overwhelming with that amount of bullshit and it's exhausting and I don't want to fucking have the conversation about that anymore and I totally agree with you and I don't think there's uh, any crime in stepping back from news stories I think that it can actually like do a great deal of positivity to your mental health like there will be another one along shortly that you can get all devoted to if you want there'll mm -hmm. be another news story there'll be another event there'll be another sad fucking thing that happened if you need to step out for a couple of the news stories a couple of the news cycles just to like remember that the sun is still shining that onions cooking and butter still smells really good just like all does like, be really mindful of life around you and how like actually really awesome and really great it is yeah, you can yeah do that and then when you're rested and well adjusted then you can jump back into the fray but if you're feeling yourself getting so sad that you're like taking the black pill everything is terrible everything's collapsing you do not have a straight view on reality my friend you have exactly what the corporate media wants from you which is an addiction to bad fucking information, bad stories, sad stories, depressing stories, and you can't pull yourself away from it and you will never turn the channel. That's what they want from you. Do the rebel thing and turn it off and go the fuck outside. Amen. Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Totally. They want they want you they want us to feel blackpilled. Black uh, people feeling blackpilled and I know it can be hard sometimes. It can be easy to be blackpilled, but that that is a victory for them because if people feel blackpilled then they they've won there's nothing left that they have to do and the fact is that they wouldn't be overwhelming us with the type of propaganda and psychological operations that they're doing if they were in a position where everybody was complying in the way that they wanted them to and mm -hmm. i couldn't agree with you more can there was somebody who's who and i don't know if i know you, you probably yeah. don't like that at all that it, comparison it, it, you got yeah but so i asked first uh if there was any if you could uh, describe Brad's humor with any one comedian, who would it be? There was only one answer for that, which Quest said, um, and Andy Kaufman, but he's actually funny. I do do some <laughs> Andy Kaufman. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I've done a, a handful of Andy Kaufman-like ex experiments in, um, with comedy before. I've definitely done some stuff like that. The ball's on you, Quest. The balls on you. Well, just All a second, because right. the balls on Elephant Man in a second here. Um, <laughs> I asked the same about you. No one answered, Jessica. So, because you already called me a horse girl, and you should feel <laughs> bad about it because it's rude. And so I asked the same about me, and Elephant Man said Seth Rogen. 
Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like that. <laughs> Seth Rogen. All right. My uh, takeaway. All right. Take, if you go back to like 2012 and we are understanding of Seth Rogen, then it's probably, he's, you know, right now I think so. I hear Seth Rogen and I just think about the, um, he's just so political that he's, yeah. he talks shit about his best friend and me too cases and shit. It yeah. seems like he throws his friend under the bus. Maybe his friend was a dirtbag. I, I don't know the whole story. Yeah, probably. He probably was. I, I have no idea. But a, doesn't James Franco look like a dirtbag though? He does, but that doesn't mean you are a dirtbag. I loved I don't I don't believe the by the way, just to throw it out there, I actually don't believe the accusations against him. And I think that there's a lot to suggest that he was caught up in something that he like he's being accused even though there was a consensual right right it was consensual that, that's my right. understanding of it too and it and i think the, the, the accusation is that he slept with his students he slept with the students well you know there's okay. people who sleep with their students that's not only him that I mean, means that's creepy. not unique to a it's like the louis ck thing the louis ck thing yeah it's kind of creepy but she said yes like there are two consenting yeah. adults what am i supposed to be angry about here right you know what's funny about the louis ck thing is that I, we knew about that 10 years ago long before any of this ever happened that was like a commonly known thing that he whips his dick out and, and it's something that people joked about then all of a sudden it became a thing that people are offended about that lucy yeah. k it does that if you if you if you know that lucy k does that if that's like his reputation and, and look you're gonna meet some interesting people in comedy clubs there's no yeah, doubt about right? it. you're gonna meet a lot of inappropriate uh, uh strange yeah. people in comedy clubs and, and lucy k is not the only guy that i knew of who would whip their fucking junk out at inappropriate times. No. Not I, at I all. Mean, Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey never... Tubin. Yes. A hilarious comedian, Jeffrey Tubin. Who I would never I... have heard of if <laughs> he hadn't whipped his, his penis. Right. Out. And isn't it great that his name is Tubin? This like, is perfect. That's perfect. But also, like, I can't say that I haven't seen a dick or two in my time at the comedy club. Like, of course. You see a dick now and then. It's like a know? good night when also, a dick doesn't come out. Like, if he, he stops has... showing your dick, guys. He was polite. He said, can I? May I even? And she said, yes, yeah. she could have said no. That's two consenting adults. I see no problem with this scenario. It's not uncommon for towards the end of a night with alcohol flowing and drugs, lots of drugs in theaters and clubs for someone to end up running around naked. That is not. And usually it's some dude who's just out of his mind on drugs or something. Or there's tits out like, it yes, happens, you know. It happens like more so than it doesn't late at night in some of these places. And, and to the there whole specific yeah. girls that tend tend to do it. <laughs> of course, there's definitely some right. girls that, that and, and just like there's some guys that uh, they happen to do that more. It's not. Right. It, it's the nature. Uh, people are people in that industry are, are wild, you know. And, and there's a lot of substance abuse. That's <laughs> just. And all of a sudden, Lucy K is an evil guy because he. I saw Sarah Silverman talking about how she like wanted to see it. It's like, she's like, yeah, I want to see it. It's uh, of course that that's his thing. You want to go see him do it because you want to get the fucking material. Like a lot of the mentality of this is I got to do it for the material. Like people would say that all the time. And so they also, do crazy shit. Are you not curious whether it's also redheaded or not? Like I would well, it, it is. <laughs> see that it's, if it's got red hair and then it would, and I would be like, oh, okay, that tracks. Like I would be curious though. Yeah. And so my thing with um, James Franco is like, is he kind of a weirdo for sure? That dude definitely a weirdo. Weird. He's but very I think weird because yeah. it's easy to um, 
pick on people like that. Like he, it's easy to like wedge, you know, because he's weird and people would go, oh yeah, that guy's a creep. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make him a creep though. And okay, sleeping with your student, not the most appropriate thing in the world, but is she of age and did she consent? Then there's no victim here. There's no victim. So what are you me tooing him for? Yeah, Sorry, I, I, I I'm with you, James. James Franco, you're my dude, dude. Yeah, so that's the thing about James Franco. So Cam, what you said is right. He does look like a guy who, who would be a douchebag, but he acts like it. So he looks like a guy who might be, you know, uh, a jock who's a jerk at your high yeah. school. Yeah. But he acts like the weirdest drama kid in your high school. He's like mm-hmm. a weirdo. Yeah, and so like he's—it's a weird combination. So he can seem to come off that, way. and I don't know. Maybe he did do something inappropriate, but it seemed like it was consensual to me. I've always—I've always—I thought James Franco was funny and some of his more absurdist things that he's done personally. Yeah, dude, Pineapple Express was a hilarious movie, and that's what I'm saying about that other guy that they say you looked like. It is he—he's a funny guy. Of course, his main thing is that what he does is he takes two words, he puts them together that, that shouldn't normally be together, like dick titties. You know, he just picks two things, put them together in, in a different context, and that's kind of his style. And I think you are, I think you're of a higher, I, I think that you go, you don't go just to that, which that is funny. It's don't get me wrong. I like humor like that, but also <laughs> not when it's the only humor. Right. So what's, what's funny about Louis C.K. being canceled, though, is even though it's not wide, like people aren't talking about it, he did win a Grammy this year. Yeah, I know. Nobody. They were so mad. There was like a couple people really mad about that for like best comedy. Yeah, album. And yeah, and I've downloaded it, so I need to watch it. But I was on a post where someone said, "Are we ready to forgive Louis C.K.?" And I'm like, (laughs) "I was never mad at him." Oh my god! Yeah, are we ready to forgive? We are mad at Louis C.K. We are not mad. You're mad, bitch. That doesn't make the rest of us mad. Like I'm not even mad at Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson called a cop sugar tits to her face. I'm never going to be mad at that dude. For that's that. hilarious, like, kind that's of. Great. <laughs> that's great. And yeah, totally. he yelled shit at his ex-wife, but I mean, who hasn't yelled shit at her? But he ex-wife? still is doing movies, though. So they're like mad at him, but he's dude. still, yeah. They just, right, right. They put, just persona so non grata at all the good uh, Hollywood parties, which is fine because they're full of baby blood drinking degenerates anyway. So they absolutely are. Mel, I know you're a good Catholic boy. Oh, <laughs> you said, I thought I thought you were saying that to Brad. I'm like, he's not a good no, Catholic no, boy. No, Mel yeah. Mel, no, I know. To Mel. Yeah, he plays Mel. the Santa Claus. Have you guys seen the Santa Claus movie? Yes. Oh, he's an Aussie. You know, Stella, I did not... I, I think I knew that a long time ago, but I'd forgotten about it. And then I saw one of his interviews where he was... He was talking. I was like, God, I forgot that he, that he is... Yeah, he is. And so he, he's like a really, he's a good actor in his early movies. Can I just says, say, The yeah, Patriot is a good effing movie. Watch he's the got, Patriot again. It's good. The dude has charisma. That's why it works. He's got charisma. He's confident in himself. And he, he he's a, I mean, he's a good actor. He can get into a role really well. I like him. Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mutiny on the Bounty with um, Anthony Hopkins. He was excellent in that. that Lethal was Weapon. Great. Braveheart. Signs, yeah. so good. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix Signs. was great in that too. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix. fantastic. Actor. Talk about weirdos, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, that guy. <laughs> but he's also he like experiments. Did you guys see the interview where 
he went on Dave Letterman's show and he like took gum out of his mouth, and, like put it on Dave Letterman's desk, and Letterman got like pissed <laughs> off about it. Because 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 at the time, Joaquin Phoenix, he was doing interviews about I think uh, the movie Walk the Line. Yeah, you know, where he played Johnny Cash, but yeah. he was also filming a documentary where he was becoming a rapper. <laughs> it's just yeah. some weird shit like that. And so he's like fucking with David Letterman, doing some Andy Kaufman like shit. And Letterman got all pissed off. That was great. The the best David Letterman story, I think, is that um, sometime in the '90s he got uh, blackmailed for cheating on his wife, and they sent him these pictures and said, "If you don't pay this money, we're going to tell the press that you're cheating on your wife." He came on his show the next episode, told America live on television that he was cheating on his wife and that some douchebag was trying to extort him and he wasn't going to do it. That's, that's like Batman Year One, the, the animated movie. Yep. I thought of that. Well, yeah. Gordon, the same, thing. same thing. The mobster was going to tell. So he called his wife. I didn't know Letterman did that. I, I like Letterman. So the yeah. Letterman Leno war, I like, I appreciate Leno. I think Letterman's funnier. Um, mm-hmm. th- I did I not did. know he did that. That's interesting. And so, they a, a magazine asked his wife what she thought about that and if she was going to leave him. And her response is, I'm David Letterman's wife. Yeah. Like, do you know how sweet my life is? Fuck off. I'm not <laughs> leaving David Letterman. He can fuck anyone he wants to that. I don't have to do it. Like, I hope he told her before he told the. the I'm sure he did. Yeah. And she was like, that's fine. I still get to spend your money and I don't have to fuck you. I mean, it's a pretty good arrangement because look at him. Yeah. <laughs> He's funny though. So if you watch one of the uh, a fun video for David Letterman to watch is like go to YouTube, type David Letterman, Julia Roberts flirting, and it has like this montage of videos of Julia Roberts uh, appearances on his show, and she is totally into him, and he's so quick witted. He's very good. I mean, he's a good comedian. He, I mean, good he did 300, 300 nights a year when he was working his way up to, to develop his style, and he got his wit down. And, and I mean, it's totally they, – they have chemistry. They probably should have gotten married at some point, Look, watching them flirt with each other in these videos. Very <laughs> interesting. Um, I hope he hit that. And also, <laughs> she seems like she fucks like a squirrel. <laughs> like, just tiny and squeaky. Does it – Really move around a lot. You think but, so? You think Julia? Yeah, Roberts, does squeaks not move around a lot. Or, when you have sex with them, you have to pin them. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, usually frenzied. they die afterwards. <laughs> it's frenzied and panicked. There's a lot of squeaking. Yes. It's just a generally unpleasant yes. kind of thing. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about Australians, and I work for some. And uh, the other day, I learned a new Australian phrase, and I said, "Hey." Can I get permission to use this phrase? And she was like, oh, yeah, the, the founder of the company uses it. It's fine. The phrase is, and it's it, what it means is like, we're not here to screw around. We have something to do. Let's get to it. But the phrase is, we're not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> Stella, have you heard that phrase if you're still watching? <laughs> I love that phrase, by the way. It's my favorite. I hope it's legitimate because they weren't messing with you because I would love to use that phrase. Because we're not here to fuck spiders. Let's get to business. <laughs> oh, I put it in the chat and I spelled it wrong. <laughs> we're not here to Let me do a poll. Elephant Man says that uh, watching Letterman when he got shingles and Bruce Willis had to fill in. I did not see that, but I bet that Bruce Willis was a good host. Bruce Willis is another... He's got charisma. He's a charming guy. He probably was a good host, I had to guess. 
not anymore. Well, you know, nobody will ask and nobody brings it up. He got yes, the vaccine and all oh. this stuff started happening. It seems, and he did not want to get the vaccine. He said in an interview, I don't know if that's what caused it, but that's the first thing that people think now just because they won't let yeah. you think that. I mean, I love it, Bruce Willis. It, would, it would be unfair to blame it on that, but how weird is it to get aphasia? Like, that's a really I can't. Rare... It's, it's got to suck. I, I mean, yeah. it's just like... So if you watch uh, the guy, the NSA, the former head of the NSA... What is his name? Hold on, let me find his name. He had a stroke. And, and it's just unbelievable to me that... Uh, it's Michael Hayden. So Michael Hayden, he, he was also head of the CIA at one point, I think. He... W- he had a stroke a few years ago, yet CBS still brings him out periodically to deliver propaganda. And they will say we have former uh, national security uh, head, uh, uh, Michael Look Hayden on. Look face right now. What? He found something. Oh, yeah. Well, they bring him on, and he has aphasia. And so he's speaking like someone. They, they, they have somebody has aphasia, and they do tell you that before. But it's just like it, you feel bad for him, but he's still delivering propaganda through his aphasia. We're not here to fuck spiders. Wow. <laughs> so they mean meth when they say the life of an ice dealer? I believe so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the way that my boss described it was that this is more of a rural phrase. phrase. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but it is known by most Australians. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> now I want to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just imagining what it would be like with a spider. Yeah, I mean, not good. I mean, they, they would die just like the squirrels. Not just like... Yes, you gotta in be, a different way. You gotta be, yeah, yeah. Be a different way. Yeah, I mean, they curl up afterwards. It's yeah, like right. physical. Um, you could spoon a dead spider, though. You gotta be gentle, is all. <laughs> you gotta, gotta be sweet. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're at over two hours, so it's it's time to wrap it up. And you know what? We've asked you for what gives you hope like a billion times at this point. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up. First, I'm going to ask if you, Brad, were to describe Jessica's sense of humor, how would you describe it? Well, that's a, that's a question that I would need to sit on for uh, a little while. I, so, so Jessica, Jessica's sense of humor is she's blunt. She's to the point, which there's humor in that. There's a lot of humor in that, actually. Um, a lot of stand-up comedians that you see that are women, and not all of them. I don't, definitely not all of them. They, they, they've talk, that are women. They talk about their vagina the entire time. It's just like yep. every punchline is, and then my vagina, and it's like it can be funny in the beginning, but it's like not. It we get last. it. Yeah, it we get it. Yeah, uh, Amy Schumer, for example. Uh, um, uh, Jessica is not like that. She does not do humor like that. She is, she is more. Uh, She's she's straightforward. She she will Jessica will come up with an insight that uh, is unexpected, very unexpected, um, 
which will hit the audience and, and they won't see it coming. So she's, she's good at the reverse <laughs> as they would call it. Uh, and she does it in a way by being kind of straightforward and, and bold in, in her, what she, what her truth, I don't see what her truth is. It sounds stupid, but, um, it, by saying things that, uh, <laughs> she, belie- she strongly believes, yes, her truth. If that makes sense. I have to think about that a little bit more, but that's my, my, um, my first reaction. Could you Thank do you. it for me? Could I do it for you? You, you, Cam, you are, uh, you, you, you like to find the twist. You, you like, you, yeah, you, you like to, yeah, you like, no, not like that, but you, um, <laughs> so you can be, you're quick witted and you are, you can very much see the irony in, in the, the what's being presented that, that, um, everybody else is taking very seriously you or you can you're quick to point out that the ironic part about it and, and present that ironic part um to show people through through the punchline and i, I think that, that that's my first reaction yeah. to having to analyze yours but i can think about it more i could probably give you guys a little bit of, i used to i used to teach stand-up comedy for like four years and i, I did give like in-depth like analysis of, of people's style so i'd have to think about it more but that's my first reaction I love Gilbert Godfrey, by the way. I saw that in the chat. Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, man. You know, he he is my one of my two favorite comics because we didn't actually get to um, – I didn't get to um, answer who my favorite comics were. They're Danny DeVito and Gilbert Godfrey. So when Gilbert passed – Yeah, well, um, I just had to remember how great he was for being the first person to, like, you know, try to make people laugh after 9-11 – like he actually told the aristocrats joke to a I love bunch that. of yes, morning. God, yeah. Great. Like Hollywood He's elites are n- like did not give a fuck. Their job was to be sad in that moment. And he's like, No, I'm gonna tell the aristocrats joke to this room of very finely dressed people. Yeah. And that was Gilbert. That was um every bit the man I wanna be. So Yeah, he, um, he's he was great at roast. So good at roasting people. Yeah. And um, um, on Twitter, he would send – you could pay him to send dirty messages to your friends on their on their. Really? Podcast. I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. And so I, I never looked into how much it costed, but I was going to um, see if he could send a dirty message to a friend for a birthday. But I didn't end up getting around to it, and now my moment has passed. So uh, sorry, Gilbert, but right there, buddy. So you are 4'11", correct? Me, yes. Yeah. So uh, are you, besides people with disabilities, are you the shortest person that you've ever met or do you no, know shorter people? My my friend Summer is actually 4'10". Um, so mm. she's an inch shorter than me. And we had this bit because we both worked at a restaurant together and um, we never got to do it, but we had it all worked out. One time a customer told me, damn, I didn't know it was bring your little sister to work day. because of how small I was. And the next time it was going to happen, Summer was going to hand stand behind me and I was going to move aside and say, it is bring your little sister to work day. Because how funny would it be like a Russian doll to move aside and there would be an even smaller girl behind me. Right. You would not expect that. Unfortunately, this setup never worked itself out, but we had, we had the bit planned. So. So Danny DeVito is also an inch shorter than you. Yes. Yeah. How wild is that to imagine? He's 4'10", Danny DeVito? He's yeah, four foot yeah. ten. I didn't know he's that short. Yeah. He's so, a little. <laughs> he's a little guy. 
Um, I had a friend who was a tour manager for Ziggy Marley for years. And so um, he'd been all over the country with the Marleys and one time ran into a very, very tripping on mushrooms, Danny DeVito, (laughs) (laughs) which to me is like the greatest moment of my life that somebody else had (laughs) (laughs) to run into like a tripping Danny DeVito. And he said that Danny DeVito is a really fun person to be around, which I imagine, right, which I imagine him tripping on mushrooms at Ziggy Marley puts him in the running for probably one of the most fun people on earth. So he was in twins with, uh, Arnold, right? Yes. In that. Yeah. yeah. He was also the greatest penguin yeah. to ever in play Batman. that role. Yeah. 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 Truly disgusting. Like really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. More disgusting <laughs> than, uh, what's his name? The good looking dude who played it this time. Who played uh, penguin oh, in the new Batman? Farrell. Colin Farrell is right. Yeah. It made him look, it made him look rough, real rough. I kind of like that they went in a different direction with it and not like really disgusting because that was kind of Danny DeVito's thing. He did it masterfully and they didn't try to like, um, you know, recreate fire from sparks or whatever. Yeah, it was definitely a different, different take on it, but they did, they did make it. I mean, it looked real. It looked like Colin Farrell had like let himself go, but it was, it was all makeup, but it did look legitimate. (laughs) I need to watch that movie at some point. Have you seen it, Jessica, the new Batman? No, my husband did. I um I took a really strong stance against all these superhero movies, and I'm done with them. I could, I earlier, you were uh, yeah, you were referencing that too. I just it's a lot human stories anymore, and I'm really getting fed up with people who shoot laser beams out of their asshole. Like I don't care anymore. And um, so he went and saw Batman with a friend of ours, and came back, and he was like, "You would have actually really liked it." So it was more, it was less superhero-y than some yeah. of the other movies. I will say that. If your superpower is shooting laser beams out your asshole, that would be one of the more unfortunate superpowers to have. Is to I mean, it depends. Pull your pants down every time you gotta. <laughs> what if Spider Man shot the webs from out his of his body? ass? Yeah. What if well, it feels be, good? We're not. He'd be chasing people that. down to taking his pants down every time. It'd be an awkward. Wait, movie. wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, um, so I do. I will see it when, um. I have the opportunity to sit down and watch a three hour long Batman movie. <laughs> Elephant man says it actually is a human story. And there's it it is some human elements to it. It's definitely more grounded. Than some of the other ones. I liked um, the guardians of the galaxy. I thought there was a lot of humanity in those stories. Yeah. And um, despite the fact them being like these crazy CGI, like stuff that's like completely unbelievable. It was still very human. And so I, I appreciated that about it. Yeah. And that, I think that's what makes a good movie is if you can have you know, sensational powers that, that you, if you keep it grounded in reality, then mm-hmm. I think it works. I think that, that that's why I liked like uh, the Daredevil series on Netflix years ago. It's coming Netflix. back to Disney Plus. Yeah, I saw that. There's a show out um, called The Boys. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like a, a dark. It's hilarious. Movie. I like The Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, that the is show. A, I like the show, The Boys. The show, The Boys, yeah. He loves The Boys. Um, he loves The Boys. Um, that is a superhero thing, but I'm actually really enjoying that. Uh, that's um, a good show. Yeah, so I would recommend that one. Um, but it is kind of a reversal. Like, the, the superheroes are not good guys. Right, yeah, yeah. Man, I was going to try to find a good would you rather. But I, I couldn't. I, I, th- these all suck if you search for would you rather oh i have a would you rather 
Let's let's we end were... with a, let's end with a, a couple of would you rather's, and then we'll okay. we'll call it. Do you have one? Go ahead. Or no, you... not yet. Okay, I'll have to think. So we were one. we were eating at the Mexican restaurant the other day, and on the wall was a picture of the devil, and it said Diablo Ito instead of just Diablo. And so we asked the waitress, "What does Di uh, Diablo Ito mean?" And she said, "Oh, it's like a little devil." Okay, so I asked my husband, I said, would you rather fight one man-sized devil or a hundred little tiny devilitos? How tiny? Now they um, I don't know, like a couple of inches. Think um, Bruce Campbell in Army of Darkness mm, yeah. and all the little people. There would be a hundred of them that you would have to fight. And they would have the same powers as the man-sized devil, but the range would be truncated. Okay. The powers being they can poof in and out of existence. So if like you try to step on them, they can just poof and then reappear somewhere else. Um, and then they also have a pointy stick that they can poke you with. Hmm. But it wouldn't hurt. It would just be like a little prick. Well, f there's a hundred of them though. Or it would the hurt man hundred of them. The, I'm the saying the one man size. Yeah. One man size. Yeah. yeah. No, my husband said the same thing. What I would you like do? The little devils, you could trick them into like a garbage bag. And then they like, poof there. out of it? Not if they can't see the location that they're poofing to. That's the rules. Oh, the that's the rule they have to see, be able to see. Okay. Those are the nightcrawler poofing rules. I figured that they would apply to the mini devils. Yeah, I would still go with, with the one, I think. I, I, I feel so like it, the one character in all the Marvel movies is, is the what's the guy who shrinks himself down the the stupid Ant -Man. character uh, Ant, -Man. Yeah, the Ant Man that yeah. guy uh, like the worst superhero uh, that's still a superhero power that he can shrink down and he can go uh, you know people don't recognize that he's there I think that, that would be a disadvantage you have all these little devils some of them you can't see I would use that to my advantage if I were a little like that so I'm gonna go right. with the the bigger one all right okay all right. And you too, Cam, you'd fight the man-sized devil? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It's more impressive. Okay. Yeah, to take down. Yeah, to tell stories about afterwards, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what the split between the genders is and how often men men would fight the, the man-sized devil and then women <laughs> would fight the little devils. Uh, I thought you were going to say the split between how many little devils are women and how many little devils are women. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're all women. Let's <laughs> 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 Okay, Cam, what's your what's your would you rather? Would you rather have a penis on your forehead mm. or two penises replacing your thumbs? Can they get okay. erect? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So are there balls? Do you suck your thumbs Just a penises. habit? <laughs> so you don't have to like lift balls out of your way to see. Like, sound like hey, uh, let me uh, let me sign the check. Sorry about my penis finger and balls. I don't mean to put this all over your the check. Like you yes. have to like move the balls out of the way to like see stuff. You're right, not covering your eyes, not a. That okay, let, let's so okay, yeah. Let's say there are balls, but they're on the back of your thumbs rather than in the hands. Wow. And I'm going hands. Thumbs. I'm going dick. Dick's thumbs. And balls in my hands because at least you can hide those. You can put gloves on. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have to like move my balls aside like bangs. With people, I think that would be really awkward. Dude, no, it's my hair. hair. My hair just looks like testicles. Right. My hair has veins. You're constantly doing one of those. Ouch. Like, Ouch. Ouch. Right. Oh, God. Ouch. 
Also, would you not be tempted to like lick? Like just to see if you could like. And that'd be the worst. So some people get caught picking their nose while they're driving. But you get caught licking your own balls and dick from your head while you're driving. That's embarrassing. Well, I mean, and think about it. In the winter, you're driving. No problem. They're up here. Summertime, they're down in your mouth. Like, what do you want? Sweating. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Uh, No, no, nothing on the forehead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not going. No forehead. So anyway, that's terrible. (laughs) I mean, you have to like do like that. It's just like, what do you do? Like, do you, do you have one? Do you have, is that like a second penis? Are these second and yes, third a, penises yes, here? Yes. You, they're additional. Are they fully functional? Like, oh, yeah. it gets hard. If you're aroused yeah. and you just like see somebody walk by that looks hot, it gets hard. So that's embarrassing. You got to wear pants yeah. on your head. To, you got to like boxer briefs to cover Dude, it up. You become a yeah. unicorn when you see a hot know. girl. This is embarrassing. You would I have think. to knit like a cozy for it to like, you know, just to, like, I don't know. You'd have to work it out. It would be obscene. You couldn't just wear it out in public like that. I mean, well, can you imagine Lucy K having this? It's just it's got a hard <laughs> forehead. My... Left and right. Yeah, it takes know. his hat off. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but these these would be like it depends it depends on if functional is important to you or not, though. Because you're not doing by yourself, you're not doing much with these. Can I pee? Like can, can I if I could pee? pee? Out of my thumbs without having to like go to the bathroom, and I could just like go out the back door. <laughs> you and, like, just hold your thumbs over the, the fire. That's fire something out. I hadn't thought of. There is that a right. capability? That's really convenient. Why not? Yeah, you could just like hold it to the ground in line, and just like nobody would have any idea. You could spray right. people with it. Losing an argument, you could just like. Pfft. Yeah, just piss yeah. all over them with your thumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's- kind of weird we don't so a lot of that. opportunities so here yeah so thumbs thumbs are the consensus yeah thumb dicks all the way yeah i wonder if there's a study being done on thumb dicks right now and the effect <laughs> it's having on mice perhaps they'll do hear, some human trials did you hear about the man who lost his penis and they put it on his arm yeah they, they found it and then they, they put, put it on, it on his i don't arm? know i don't know the story all i know is that it's the last time it. i did the propaganda report with monica i had it in my notes to be like xr um because what what am i doing here are you saying maybe they got the skin from the arm to rebuild his penis no 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 that you're saying they put the penis on the arm yes i'll 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 show you a picture that is not that's blurred yeah okay it's It's like japanese no why no (laughs) do you see it jessica why is it it there but it can't be there it's do you see it? I don't see it. Yeah, he's about to. What the fuck is this? This is unbelievable. <laughs> Does it work? I don't know. Like, Why is it there? Why did they put it there? Where his cufflinks should go? <laughs> <laughs> this oh, let me roll my sleeve up. Conversation stopper. Is what this is. God you just, Lord. You just, you're in a. Tense situation, you just roll that sleeve up. Yeah, that everybody will say, you know, I had no idea. I had no idea. Sir, I am sorry. Let me give you your <laughs> refund. I'm going to comp the room. I had like, no idea that every time I was shaking your hand, you were getting aroused. I had no idea. God. Because you're touching it every time you shake this guy's hand. Uh, I he feel looks s- like the kind of guy that ha- would have a dick on his arm. If, if, if somebody's going to have an arm dick, it's this guy. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> It's got arm dick. It's got to suck there. Can you imagine that? You got to tell people that eventually, especially if you're going to get close to me. Eventually, have to reveal. Look, 
I have to tell you something. You gotta keep you gotta keep it that clean. You gotta keep everything about that real clean. <laughs> my all penis the time. is on my arm. Yeah. He's a he's think- a divorced dad. Well, well. Does he have it? Does he have two penises? No, he just I, has the one. There was a blood the disorder and it was moved until he could get it reattached. That. He passes urine through it. Oh my <gasps> god. Can you imagine yes. that? You're at a urinal and some guy's like holding his arm over and you can see it. That's just Does she mount the arm? Can it still work? His forearm is probably really strong at this point. He could finally have He's thrilled at the prospect that he will finally be able to have sex again. I think that was after he gets it reattached, right? Oh, so they took it from the arm. So they're going to put, put it, it back. back yeah, in gonna, his, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. All, all right. right. Good for him. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Great. They finally <laughs> took the penis off my arm and put it back in my crotch. Hadn't. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of people having their heart on their sleeve, but not their dick. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I, I want to stay in touch with this story. I want to find out how it goes for him. <laughs> and um, for the love of God, we have to get this dude on our podcast. I have so many questions. It is interesting. Like, how would it feel? You know, like, could he get aroused from his 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 arm? It's a blood flow problem. So they put it there. Like, was he going to lose it? So they needed to, it just doesn't make, no, I do want to know what happened here. He does have a um, artificial cylinder inside of it, which he can pump in order to give himself an erect. Um, we an talked erection. about that with um, right. So the the morgue guy. He said when people die, then they have erections. It's usually because they have this um, penis extender, which um, you can pump like a uh, Michael Jordan shoe, and um, give yourself a, a boner, which is great. <laughs> It's like a Michael Jordan, and it's shoe. and 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 the little pump is in the ball sack. Yeah, <laughs> is it a is it a little basketball? It a, yeah, I wish just, it was a squeaky toy. You push it. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, do you have a would you? Can you think of a would you rather, Brad? Would, uh, um, a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. Would you rather? I get punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Or, you get punched in the face or me? No, you. Okay. You, you get punched in the face by Mike, by Mike Tyson. Or let's see. What what would be worse? Or, or have a, a, a sexual relationship with Leah Thomas? Oh, God. Oh, punch God. Punch face. my face in. <laughs> that was an easy one. Me oh. and my brand new neurologist will enjoy talking about how yeah. I didn't have to do the second thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I say punch me, Mike. Punch me hard, dude. Just like knock me out. But she did. He punched the guy on the plane who kept fucking with him the other day. Good for him. He shouldn't have to take shit just because he's Mike Tyson. Have you ever watched the interviews of him where in the middle of the interview, the guy will be like, he's like, he brings him on on one premise. And then in the middle, middle of the interview, he brings up the prison sentence that he served. Mm-hmm, Tyson... Mm-hmm fucking loses it on this one anchor it's so fun i mean there's a number of interviews this happens and he just like he tries to keep it together but he he's just he can't and he like threatens it's funny as shit it's like come on what the fuck you fucking piece of shit what are you fucking doing fucking piece of shit and and he just like slowly loses it on on these guys and you can see how terrified the guys become (laughs) like you poked the bear my man yeah why did you do do that? that don't bring mike tyson on your show put him right in front of you 
and, and, and you know, jab him. If you think he's an animal, he might be. He might yeah. Be. Then he's going to fucking come <laughs> after you. He bit a guy's <laughs> ear off. I love the commercial. I think it's like, uh, I don't know, it might be an Adidas commercial where he goes to Vander Holyfield's door and he knocks on his door and he's like, Vanda. And he, and he pulls out a wedding ring case and he opens it up. He's like, I got your ear. And they give, they give each other a hug. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, it's the best. It's a good commercial. <laughs> All right. So do you have anything else you want to tell these fine people before we do all the, the dirty work at the end? No, other than thank you for watching us be ridiculous and, and have fun and hear some good news from Jessica, even though we didn't yeah. do the homework. <laughs> thank you, Jessica. Thank you for telling us about that website. Cause I, I think it is good yeah. to have some good news. Good news network and yeah. um, optimist news. There's no reason not to inject a little like, Oh, Hey, they found, you know, the cure for Alzheimer's or whatever the fuck they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, those stories are happening too. So, you know, but you got to actively look for them because the news is not going to tell you that because it doesn't terrify you enough to keep you like watching a 24 hour news <laughs> right. cycle. So, also, um, I have tentatively set a Zoom hangout for this weekend. So, if you are a patron, let me know if that's go to Patreon and let me know if that's good for you. You too, Jessica, and you too, Brad, if you want to come because we have fun. Um, and if you want to join and become a part of it, do that. It'll it'll make everything in your life better. I promise, one hundred percent guaranteed. Your life will be better. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. So patreoncom slash the mad ones. I have to say, I have had fun playing games with you guys off air. I had a lot of fun playing games with you guys. Yeah, that time. <laughs> it is a lot of it is a lot of fun. Um, let's see what else. Oh, if you want to support Brad and um, on the daily drive time news blast, you can go to patreon.com slash is it propaganda report or the propaganda report propaganda report slash propaganda report. And you can yeah, join his as well. Report. I won't give you anyone else's uh, Patreon except for for Brad's. I'm never going to tell you where to find another one's Patreon because I'm not that good of a guy. Um, you are. <laughs> beyond that, if you want to follow Brad on Twitter, so you can see all of the new episodes he does with me or without me, you can go to at Freedom Act Radio. Uh, you can also listen to the Propaganda Report at thepropreport.com, your favorite podcatcher. Uh, you can join Rockfin if you would like to get the, the, the long version. You can go to Patreon as well to get that. Um, and th is that all that you're on? Patreon, Rockfin. Locals, locals. locals also, also, also propport.locals.com. Um, you can get it there too. I didn't see the female interview with Mike Tyson. I just saw that comment. I'll check that out. Uh, the, the, I love Mike Tyson. Um, yeah. So beyond that, join, join his Patreon, follow him on Twitter and uh, you know, do, I think what's the best thing for your buck for you? Is it, I mean, all of them preferably, but like is Patreon the best way? Yeah. Uh, Patreon probably. Um, I try. I mean, really, they all have unique things that that uh, they all get unique things, and you all get the XR through all of them. Um, we have the most. We have the biggest community on Patreon, but there, there's also it's also active on on locals, and I like Rockfin a lot personally. So it's really just what what your taste is. Just look mm -hmm. at the, the the platforms and see which one kind of kind of fits your fits your vibe. Cool. And so, like I said, you are invited when we do this. I'll let I'll let you both know for sure if Sweet. they 
Otherwise, it'll be Saturday unless someone wants to pipe up. Um, let's see. Beyond that, uh, we'll tell you the rest of the things. Coming up next week, we have uh, David Gronoski coming on the show mm -hmm. to talk to us, I believe, about mimetic theory. Mm -hmm. um, and then following that, we have Josh Denny, who is a comedian who was canceled. And apparently, he had his own Food Network show. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, at, following that, we have a guy named Mark Ward. Uh, a couple months ago, we had a show about the Bible and where it came from and translations. And there was a lot of information in that episode that didn't quite jive with what I understood. And this guy used to be a King James only uh, Christian. And so he would only read the King James and he wrote a book about the uses and misuses of the King James. And so I want to talk to him about that and get through that and kind of, you know, suss out what what's true there, because I think that that's a fascinating thing. Might not be for you. After that, we have Siren Warner coming on. He's a journalist who called the FBI and faked a, um, a, a, a threat against Mitch McConnell in order to get the FBI interested in helping him take down a cult called The Body. And so we're going to talk to him about his work, what he does, how he did it, etc. Very excited about that. Yeah, uh, beyond beyond that, I have nothing. Patreon.com slash The Mad Ones. Jessica's on Twitter at Soup Canarchist. I'm at Ham Carlos. If you want a t-shirt, a mug, or if you want to join the Black Tank, the Black... The Black Tank Brigade, uh, you can do that. We are the madones.com slash store. If you want to watch instead of listen, if you're listening right now, youtube.com slash the madones every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Central, not Central, Eastern. Don't listen to the first thing I said. I was wrong. Um, youtube.com slash the madones. We're also on Rockfin. We're on Odyssey. We're on all the podcatchers. So that's that that that's it. Oh, like, subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube. We're currently at 700... Growing YouTube has been slower than because most of our stuff is audio, and mm -hmm. so we most of our downloads come from audio. <clears throat> we're trying to grow YouTube. We've, we're at 706 followers. That means we're less than 300 subscribers away from being able to monetize and, and get out there more. So share the show with your friends. Like, subscribe, do what you can to help us out because we want to do this more. We want to do bigger things. We want to be able to think of topics that we want to talk about and reach out to people who – wouldn't talk to us now so do that join us help us out that's all i've got you want to say anything nice and sweet to the people jessica you want to wink just, at them just turn off the tv and be good to each other yeah read a book read a comic book learn a book God. learn a book <laughs> uh, but beyond that as always uh you have a chance to be a light in the world so go light it up <laughs>